Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Genesis does. With Nintendo, don't. KZ Excellent. He just ate my hair. <laughs> and Mr. Feel. Nice friends you got there, Daniel. <laughs> here, here on Gigaboots. Thank you, Mr. Feel. I'm a big fan of my friends. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome again to Big Think Live, the post-summer Games Fest episode. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we survived. Yeah, it's mid-June. Video games were shown to us. I believe the Joker speaks for us, or the Riddler speaks for us all when he says, oh, that is not how that was supposed to go. <laughs> it really fucking wasn't. I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it. I don't know about you guys, but I think this might be one of the worst years in the entire history of me watching E3s. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo not showing up really is a debuff. Yeah, the Nintendo didn't show. Sony did their weird thing. Yeah, they're like, this is our mini thing. It's not even a full thing. It's better than most everything you'll see next week. Um, Nintendo's <laughs> leaking weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, Square and Dragon's Dogma crawled off to their own tiny, tiny directs way later. Yeah. God bless them. There was... It's like... We, <laughs> it really was the the weirdest E3 possible. And probably emblematic of why a major E3 should have occurred. Yeah, this is really shows everyone what happens without the ESA showing a real show. <laughs> Yeah, it helps yeah. forcing people. It helps people get schedules straight. I mean, Netflix, for Christ's sake, ran over IGN's expo. Yeah. And, you know, it's basically that meme of the guy protecting the kids sleeping in bed from arrows, but that was Point B, protecting <laughs> us from the only part of that conference that doesn't get claimed. <laughs> That's the tiny, like, I love that in, in my recrop re-render, that one Point B segment is all that remains of Netflix. Because yes. everything else got claimed. Thank you, Ugh. Queen's Gambit. Thank you, <laughs> everything. Bitch. <laughs> uh, not covering Netflix Geeked Week gaming next year. Never again. Never again. Never no. again. Fuck Never. them. They're not real. This is the last week of my life. I want to do a ton of extra work for VOD's sake. Yep. That's... that's... Those stream days are too long. Yes. <laughs> There's too much going on. I don't need that. I, uh, I felt like a broken person by the end where I'm like, oh, everything's falling apart around me. But there are video games. Some. I, I agree with uh, Jeff Gersman, who says there are some neat things in the PC gaming show. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, and, absolutely and... not. <laughs> uh. But, you know, before we get more into news exactly, I just wanted to cover how we're feeling, how we're vibing, the place and time and space this, this is occurring. But we need to talk about what we've been playing. I'm just going to talk about Point B. I don't want to talk about <laughs> Mega Man Extreme 2 yet. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Point B, Netflix's uh, homegrown, not really, it's made by the guy who made Downwells, uh, Scrimblo, uh, lovable Scrunko over there is downwell inversed, so you go up instead of down. Really fun game. 
Really enjoyed it. Uh, beat that game. Somebody made the joke on Twitter of when's the spoiler cast. So I'm like, good luck getting all four of us to beat that game. That was, uh, I hit the last level. Yeah. And then I think it was three or four hours for me to just beat that last level. Because uh, to, to I, talk, I, I, to, I couldn't even get to the first or the second level. To talk about it structurally, <laughs> to talk about it structurally, you know, to get to the second level, you need like gourmet level five. For anyone listening to this four years from now who's like, what the hell's a point B? Yeah, that's important. <laughs> point B is a game where you it's on phones and iPads, I suppose. You, you put your finger on the screen and you pull it to sort of slingshot your character, Point B, upward. That is the jumping mechanic you use. The idea is you want to grab all of the fruits that the monster at the bottom of the screen demands in order to feed them. Bob compared it to Critter Crunch, which is both fair and cryptic. <laughs> Everyone I, knows Crypt Critter Crunch. You can play it now streaming yeah, on the PS5. Yeah, no, I, that was the part that killed me. Bob made the comparison to Critter Crunch, and five days later, we see that's streamable on PS4 and 5 <laughs> using the new PlayStation Plus tier. You can also buy it on Steam. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. I'm glad it's on something that isn't the PS3 slash streaming. Yeah. Uh... Point B is pretty good, but here's the, the structure, and the structure is the problem. You have to get to Gourmet level 5, which means mad combos to get to the next level. To get to the new biome after that, you get to 10, and then 15, and then 20. And you have to hit these heights in order to make it back to these places. Uh huh. So by the time you get to unlocking the last level, you never go straight to it. You have to combo your way to gourmet level 20 to reattempt the last level of this game. Oh, oh wow. Wow. It's uh, like a roguelike without any sort of like hoops to jump through the skip content. Yes. Um, and it gets really weird because the scoring system of point B isn't based on how many fruit did you get total. It is based on how many more fruit than what was necessary did you get. Meaning the best thing you can do, and I'm not exaggerating, is get a 54 plus fruit combo right out of the gate. Oh my god. And that will shoot your ass directly to the last level. It's a lot of fruit. So imagine three or four hours of you trying to do that combo in order to get back to attempt to play the end of point B. So that was grueling. <laughs> Uh, that ending's really good, though. It's a shame no one, no one but me is going to see it. <laughs> uh, really great stuff. It picked up on vibes I had immediately uh, playing that game that I wasn't sure they were going to touch on. Um, and there's more production value than it you would expect. In fact, if you watch Netflix Geeked Week Gaming, you wouldn't even know that they made a cinematic trailer for Point P. They didn't show it there. Devolver put it up on their own YouTube channel, and I found it after beating the game. That's crazy. So it came even more so out of nowhere for me to see the ending, and I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, Point P's really good. Puzzle mode, I had fun with it until I hit a brick wall, and then I said, eh, I'm good. And then there's some cool end-game stuff that you get for beating the game that allows you to leave ranks, basically. Hmm. Like, set scores. Challenge yourself and possibly others. <laughs> uh, I, if anyone else has a Netflix account, they hook up to their phone to play Point B. Yeah. 
it's it's been really sad watching watching all these people come out and be like, yeah, this looks great. Oh, you need a Netflix account. And I'm like, yeah, this is like a box within a box within a box. Do you want to play a game on your phone? That's a box. Do you have these platforms and a means to to play them reasonably like a newer ish phone, not something completely ancient? Oh, do you also have a Netflix account? Um, so it's a real shame because that, that game was neat. I hope it's not permanent exclusive. Right. I hope it eventually escapes. I enjoyed Pointy, but it took me the entirety of playing that game to realize when he dies, he doesn't become a Tonberry head. He's falling into the background and the thing you think are his eyes are his yellow shoes turned on their side. Yeah, that's probably for dying is just not good. You're, yeah, it's so cle- unclear what it is. <laughs> yeah, it it was it was a real moment. <laughs> uh, aside from that, that's all the point. We talk. Oh God, how do we summarize Mag- Mega Man Extreme Two? Do you think Point is getting a movie? I hope Point is getting a movie. <laughs> if you see that ending, you probably will want some animated material based on Point Um, but for Mega Man Extreme Two, yeah, how do you summarize that? Um. That's a game that's actually only two hours, but then it asks you to play it three times in a row to get one extra scene at the end. Yeah. Um, so don't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> How do you summarize? Don't. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I don't know. There's digital souls. It's got all that anti crates writing, even though it's not them. Uh, it's internal Capcom, just in- like X5 and X6, Bob. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Mega Man Extreme 2 on the Game Boy Color for people who don't know is a combination of Mega Man X2 and X3. And like two X1 Mavericks for some reason. <laughs> Launch Octopus what? is like, hey guys, I missed the boss. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get into Extreme 1, so I'm here at Extreme 2. I got an Uber. Oh, it, yeah. It that plays w- worse than the first game. The, oh, what? yeah. Yeah, we thought it would be better because. In many ways, production values wise, and at a surface level, it is better. But then you actually engage with it and play it, and you're like, oh, this is somehow way worse. Yeah, they, you no longer have a dedicated dash button like you did in yeah. the last game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there's that and a number of other problems. I think the funniest thing to come out of it as an anecdote is you go through a level, and it's blatantly, you select a neon tiger. And then you go through what is blatantly Sting Chameleon's level from X1. And then you get to Neon Tiger, and he's the worst, ugliest sprite I've ever seen in a Mega Man game. <laughs> <laughs> he also can hardly fight back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his AI is just broken levels of I can't function. So I am of the opinion they really tried to make Sting Chameleon, and someone went, wait, how do we turn him invisible? And then everyone panicked and then just drew the ugliest version of Neon Tiger possible. And then just went, he's the boss. And his pattern is like the other game, but for babies. So he now just jumps up to the corner and spends a while over there and then slowly falls down like a ninja on a kite situation (laughs) as he comes at you and he's really easy to dodge. That was hilarious. Yeah, it's... (laughs) <laughs> but they need to stop like th- those games extreme one and extreme two mm-hmm. they should not have had the structure where it's like play through this format works as mega man now beat the oh. final castle now fight the other four mavericks as zero now fight the final castle now do all eight and then fight the final like no one wants to do that yeah 
I don't know why they thought that anyone would. Also, there's some really weird lore stuff in that with DNA souls and other stuff, what? which is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Whatever. Who cares? It's just It's empty stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I forgot where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay, fair. Um, I played hours of Resident Evil 2. <laughs> you did that. Uh, because I want to scope out the PS5 version before our stream on Friday. I just wanted to look at it. Uh, and it's, you know, the point of variable refresh rate is to smooth out your frame rate. And while that's really, it's trying its best on Resident Evil 2 on PS5 running in ray tracing mode. <laughs> That, that might that might be a job for the Series X. <laughs> that that game apparently cannot be ray traced. It's too powerful. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yep. Uh, that, that's really sad though, because like you know, Alex Batalia and uh, John Linman from Digital Foundry agree the resident the RE engine's amazing, but the worst thing about it that is just abnormally terrible looking is the screen space reflections. So mm -hmm. like walls that are glossy and other things just look absolutely terrible for some reason beyond all comprehension so ray tracing could fix that but now on the ps5 it's running at like 52 frames per second and dipping too low for the ps5's vrr to fix because the lowest that can go is 48 right meanwhile and obviously oh wait i do own the xbox one x version so i could just you can check you that out on the series x you can see how that goes which that's been a funny part of this i've owned like we've owned re2 since launch but since that was the Xbox version, because we wanted the 4K, <laughs> uh, the PS5 version I have is like, here, here are your extra trophies you get for transferring over one. I was like, oh, I only earned one trophy in the PS5 version or PS4 version. Crap. Um, it's funny. Like Ray tracing seems so bad on any game that isn't made by Insomniac. Like for performance. Yes. 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 It's like basically makes it unplayable. <laughs> yeah, luckily this f fared better than a lot of stuff, but it's still like, am I really going to give up? This game can run at like 100 frames a second in the high frame rate mode, right? Or lock 60 and look pretty sharp, not amazingly sharp, but pretty sharp in the normal mode. Why would I give those up to run at like 50 or lower frames per second in ray tracing? Yeah, it looks neat. Mm -hmm. It does. I did it for a little bit, but you know, in general, I'm definitely just going to play in other modes. Um, that game's really great. I love Resident Evil 2 a lot. It is funny as hell that we beat Leon A and then didn't do any of the other three playthroughs, despite my most beaten video game of all time is the original Resident Evil 2. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, either, either that or Mega Man X2. Um, because yeah. I just kept rerunning all the different routes and on PC, uh, because I had the original PC version, I got it in a box and everything. Um, you don't have to watch the doors at all. You just hit enter and you're, you're loaded. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this oh. saves a lot of fucking time. Um, so I'm really excited for tomorrow when we get to check out all four stories in RE2, because conversely, we've beaten RE3 six or so times yes <laughs> at least yeah. i think it was yeah. seven but i don't like the that that stream where we just did it three times in a single stream was yep. lost to time uh i love three three is really great i love a lot of stuff about three and i love two but weirdly enough just never carved out time to just stream all of the endings so right i'm really excited to get to that
Uh, only co closing comment here before I move on. The HDR and RE2 hit me in the face again with, oh, right, this looks like shit. And I forgot, and I wasn't sure, because you got to keep in mind, this was really early for HDR. So they do a really weird mistake, which is magnified and made worse on OLED in a sense, where there's no, like, in most environments, there's no pure black level. There's nowhere near pure black. It's like, let's say 80 nits up is the darkest it'll get. So the overall brightness of your screen is dimmed by that because mm -hmm. it's wasting it all on gray uh, and all these other things. It's the weirdest, worst art HDR implementation I've dealt with since I played it originally <laughs> when it came <laughs> out. So that was weird because RE3, as I remember, it looked great in HDR, like the flames and stuff mm -hmm. and all these different elements about it look really contrasty and super awesome. Uh, so it was really weird to do that. I go to sleep, I wake up, I check the Gigaboost fan discord. First thing I read is Advent comment being like, yeah, the HDR on this game is bad. And I'm like, glad I'm not the only one thinking about this going back to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, aside from that, I'm really, I'm so glad they gave us these free upgrades. Because I would have bought it for RE3. Uh -huh. And then I would have sat there and been like, it would be absurd to not have the PS5 version of RE2. So luckily we got that for free. Thank you, Capcom, for being sane. Yeah, it would have been crazy. They're like, give us another $70. <laughs> $70! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how... Wait, that doesn't make any sense. RE3 is now a dollar a minute. <laughs> $70.70 minutes. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's it for RE2. That's it for Mega Man Extreme 2. That's it for... Point P. <laughs> and I think because of my uh, fun escapades in Adobeville, that's all I've played in the last week. We also streamed Ape Escape. Oh, that's right. God, it wasn't April. I know it's confusing. I wanted to do it again. <laughs> like there was a little bit of downtime. Like I had a legitimate day off this week. Uh huh. And I was just sitting there. I should just play it again. Um. Yeah. Uh. KZ. Yeah. Head, heads up. Heads up. Uh huh. I don't know if every game on the emulation is like this. I think Feel was saying it was. Mm. If you hit directly right on the analog stick, it it overflows into not being the full extent. So in Ape Escape, you just start walking instead of yes, running. I, yeah, I did hear I did hear about that from other other crackheads getting in on Ape Escape this week. Yeah, yeah, that that's... is a that is a I assume that's just an emulation issue because that is a very common issue with emulators trying to run like analog stick stuff on ps1 and ps2 it's just like no you pushed it too far unless you fix it in the settings that's so absurd yeah that it launched like it's, this isn't even the first launch it launched in other territories already yeah how is this still an issue sony making an emulator of sony's console yeah on sony's controller on their console it's hard somehow calibrated it wrong i don't Go fuck yourself. That's absurd. Also, we booted up Echo Chrome and found out that PSP emulation is the saddest thing possible. I still want to hold out for if if it's a game that looks normal. Uh-huh. Because Echo Chrome's PSP version was always pretty banged up. Yeah. Um. But we don't have any other PSP games, which is nuts. Yeah, we, but we don't also don't have any of those features that the Vita emulator have. Like, okay. Remap the right analog stick. stick, all that stuff. It's like that should have been in just the emulator in general. Yeah, I mean, uh. the, just from the way Echo Chrome looks, and that alone kind of makes it like, okay, we probably will just use 
PlayStation TV to play the PSP games because this is not good enough. No. We'll see when something else comes out. Maybe it'll be better. Maybe we can, you know, hit Sony in the shins with a bat long <laughs> enough for them to be like, oh, we should fix our shit. Hopefully. I mean, whether or not they fix it, I accidentally sort of didn't have a choice because you can't sign up for a little. You're either all in or all out. I have a year and a half of this shit. I yeah. have like 500 plus days, which isn't as much as I bought with Game Pass. No. But I still just wanted to do a little and then get out. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed playing Jumping Flash and Ape Escape. I thought those were good ways to play that outside of that analog stick problem on Ape Escape. I enjoyed Tekken 2. I'm really glad they built in the rewind feature. All the scaling features are made by people who watched a My Life in Gaming video while high as shit <laughs> and didn't take any notes. They just, when they went to go make the scaling options, they just tried to remember what the fuck they did. Yeah. Uh, I remember something about one-to-one and <laughs> pixel perfect <laughs> native resolution and then they just put it all in there and none of it's even remotely right they want all the pixels to be in a box of some sort i don't know what that means <laughs> they said they wanted square pixels so we'll mash the entire image into a square and it's like okay d dumbass when someone says they like loaves of bread, loaves of bread that are square slices, you don't then take the entire loaf and <laughs> squeeze it into a cube and go, eat your bread cube. <laughs> and then Orihime starts eating it. Yes. No, she's done. She's just the whole thing's in. Because now it's more compact. You know, it doesn't have to sit out coming out of the front of her face anymore. No. It'll be very easy to digest that brick. But yeah, um, I think it's neat. They need to fix some problems. I thought Intelligent Cube was great. Uh, I think this is, uh, you know, assuming they fixed the, these slight issues of like, why in God's name would I want a cube? Like, why would I want the square image output? And maybe make better scan lines. I don't know. I don't actually care on the scan line thing. It's just not for me. Um... I think this is a viable way for people to play these games. Yeah. The, the, I think it's really solid. Those things look really clean, which is neat. Yeah. Uh, because for people who don't know, it's rendering the games at like 1440p. So you're getting like mm -hmm. a really high res sampling of this game with fixed point 3D processing. <laughs> you can't for to, to simplify it, guys. The PS1 cannot have sub-native, sub-pixel 3D processing. So if you can imagine, what you're seeing is a 1440p crisp sample of a thing where every 3D object you're seeing has to fit in a grid that is the exact resolution of the original PS1. <laughs> so you just see people's faces melting and like they're, they're jittering in a weird way. Uh, an ape from Ape Escape's eye was like demented. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. I have no problem with that. Um, I, have, I, I, you know, I disagree with John Linneman on this. I kind of think that's a cool way to play these. Um, I don't think they're ever going to find a way to make it the original resolution like some people seemingly want. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, no, just give me a hard 240p and then upscale it from there. Don't render it in higher res. Like, I'm fine, I'm fine with it the way it is. But they do need to fix those things. 
And I don't care if it's already out. Uh, give me trophies for Jumping Flash. Because <laughs> I yeah. need something. I beat that game, and it turns out that game's like Ghosts and Goblins. I beat that game, and it said, do it again. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding. Um, also, as this launched in the U.S. territory, you couldn't buy every game. Yeah, that was messed up. Uh, Tekken 2 is subscription only, and so were a couple other third-party games. And that was infuriating. I made a risky bet, though, during the summer gaming. I said if they didn't release Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 PS5 remakes, we would have changed our, PS- our Friday stream to us getting a platinum and siphon filter. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, that shot was called pretty well. Right. If they delayed yep. that by even one day, we would have been screwed because of the freezing of the bet. Yes. Uh, I have a friend now who's like, I like Siphon Filter. And I'm like, I don't remember you saying that once. That's crazy. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. That was I so had no idea. I was like, how did this not there, come up at all? I don't there, know. There's there 20 years. Agent Jim Wright. So, there, somebody says Siphon Filter and then they wake up covered in a politician's blood. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting here and uh, this is a good segue. I'm, I'm figuring out the tournaments because in order to offer people the ability to vote, they need to know what they're voting on. We don't want someone to vote for these months, these theme months that we earned through that they earned through the stream goal. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to vote for like Sonic month. And we're like, yeah, we're just playing the justice games. And then they're like, what? <laughs> uh, we, we want to be very upfront about what we're doing. So I'm going through and I'm making game lists of everything. And then I also have to make the demon pits as we call them. The demon pits are we opened a submission form for people to send in the worst games they want to see us play. And that's on there. So Magus for PS3. What? Uh, what the fuck is that? It's amazing. Thor High Heels has a video on it. Oh, damn oh, it. God. It's doomed. It's so oh. doomed. The part oh, that God. absolutely floored me is that came out in 2014. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> shit was a 2009 game. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something that came out one year in. Right. That, that's it, what it looks like. It certainly looks like something that came out one year in. Uh, so, so there's there's a lot of stuff like that. Randomly assembled into, what is it, eight different demon pits? Yeah. So am I, am I do I have the right mental image here where uh, I'm picturing like Devil May Cry 4 where the thing appears underneath Nero and like sucks him into a combat room? In a couple levels, like is uh, that is that what the team are? <laughs> Am I picturing it right? <laughs> that's that's basically yeah. You vote for that, and then we get sucked into hell. That's just how it be. Before yeah, master really... grabs us, and we're stuck. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> You're trying to get across that uh, part in the world map in Mario Three, and it just won't let you. Yes, it's just the hand. Uh, let me let me read a different demon pick because we tweeted one. But I thought it would be interesting to, exclusive. to to read at least one more so people can begin to imagine. There are eight of these, right? There are eight of these. Eight of these nightmares. <laughs> let, me, let me see. This one's pretty good. Remember, mm. these are randomly assembled. I just put them in a giant thing and then randomly called and selected each of them. So, Demon Pit 6 currently has Golden Axe Beast Rider, Sudeki, Spider-Man 3 on PS3, Gundam Crossfire, Ride to Hell Retribution, and Red Steel. (laughs) 
So that's wrong. <laughs> it's it's this really funny competition between these cogent months, which we call the hero question mark side of like, hey, wouldn't you like to see us play Sonic or Zelda? Maybe some Mario. And then this demon side where there's that and um Demon Pit 1 with Dino Crisis 3, Alone in the Dark, Dead Rising 4, Eat Lead, The Return of Matt, R Matt Hazard, oh. Bubsy 3D and Vampire Raid. <laughs> yeah, that got me too when I read that and saw Eat Lead. I'm like, no fucking way you remembered and wrote it down. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely heinous, though. This e evil and agnostic months. You, yeah, you, you realize that uh, you realize that uh, Matt Hazard is voiced by Will Arnett, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna be holding on to that like it's a, a fucking life protector. <laughs> like, imagine him in this room recording this, being like, "This is just all the work I'm gonna get after Arrested Development." <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna read the full list, but I will say games such as Zombie U, X Blades, and Penny Arcade RPG One are in various yep. demon pits. Oh man, there's some God, real fucking X nightmares X in here. X Blade <laughs> is a nightmare. That that's like that's so bad. I'm like, like no, Stan, switch it for anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's dire. But You're we know. deep into shit. <laughs> and uh, the one joke submission where it's like, Dan, that doesn't sound too bad. You do that all the time is uh, Mighty Number no. 9 on the Wii U. But the th reason people would... What they're missing is that's the version that could brick the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you they're know. like, uh, we got to do the poll again. This, this, this month got ruined. <laughs> No, uh, if it brings the Wii U, we did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the achievement. I'm sure I'm sure that Dan will have like in parentheses like meltdown percent or something. <laughs> God, so it maybe we'll make it through and it'll be fine, but I genuinely don't know because it bricked it bricked so many systems. And people allege the patch might have fixed it, but let's well, be real, who checked? Yeah, who really knows? I just assumed you play unpatched. That's. I'm trying to remember. I think the. I think I think it's already patched. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Bob wouldn't want to lose his save file on all of his great Wii U titles. Uh huh. I'll go back to those ever. It's totally not just there for J the sake of name some. Can't. <laughs> I don't even have Xenoblade X. Yeah, I know. That, that would that would be the one that mattered, right? The next closest one is, I guess, Smash, because it's Smash Four. Yeah, Smash Four, but and that's it's got like, different mm -hmm. stuff than Smash. Uh, ult My yeah, it's got trophies. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, I wait. Does Smash Ultimate not have trophies? No, they replaced it with spirits because making all the models was right. too hard. Right. Yeah, I forgot. I totally forgot that. Yeah, totally forgot. Also got like that that master core fight and stuff in in classic mode. Yeah, and it's got that quirky board game. God, was it that does. exclusive? Jeez, what a bad board game. Uh, yeah, I know. The 3DS version got the Smash Run thing where you collect shit in levels and then fight. And this, yes. it's the worst Mario Party thing since, I don't know, the Dreamcast Sonic one. Yeah, that's accurate. Um, but yeah, so, so those months are really dangerous. Uh, also, so I don't miss it before we toss it over to Bob. Tekken 2 was listed accidentally for $10,000 and Harada was like, what a marvelous price. 
<laughs> finally, he's getting true to us. <laughs> Am I finally getting through to you? Uh, it's I like, this is how we will afford rollback. Yes. Speaking of which, that JoJo's game came out. Totally doesn't have rollback. People are fucking pissed. Yeah, it's just the early release demo version. But yeah, no, they... Yeah. They even released a statement being like, yeah, we're not putting rollback in this. Are you stupid? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. The so, official press release, I'm sorry you don't have friends, is the opening line. <laughs> what a cool single player game they're putting out there. Yeah. Now, now realistically, uh huh. Realistically, Harada is not so upset at people asking for rollback in Tekken that he's just walking around Namco taking it out of other games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, of course but it's not. funny, so I'm going to say that's the case. <laughs> yes. That and that will be the stance until they put out something with rollback in it. But uh yeah, that's that's basically it. Also, I've been asked to bring up the modern filter for the PS1 emulation, which just kind of crushes yeah, the, the brightness. Right. Like the gamma, it shoves it down, which kinda is how that does look on a CRT, but yeah, I mean, we don't need to do that on an OLED or modern display. We don't need to press those brightness levels. I like how it looks elsewise. But aside from that, that's that's really all I'm. That's all I've come here to talk about. Goodbye, <laughs> uh, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? I heard you might have played some games. Yeah, the uh, the Steam Next Fest happened. And also, before that, they released a ton of demos over the weekend before Steam Next Fest even happened. So, uh, yeah, uh, what what is it? The PC gaming show and, or someone else also did their own demo thing? Uh, a bunch of them from the, like, God, Wholesome Direct and stuff also got demos. And they did, they did, they posted them early. Now, um, now, Bob. Yeah, what's up? How many games would you estimate you've played for this segment? It's a lot. Okay. Bob? Probably Bob. like 10. Probably Bob, I will allow you 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> An hour and a half. This is more. Bob's feature film. <laughs> this um, five-hour big thing is going to really hit. I'm going to try and go through them somewhat quickly, but I want to make it clear. Like, I do this because I like doing this. This isn't like yeah. some weird obligation that I have to do and that but I hate all funny. the games I play or anything. Oh, yeah. No, as it turns out, you like games. Yes. Yeah. Not, not just the biggest games. Right. And this is a great chance. I... I hate Steam Next Fest, not because of the way I have to cover it, but because it doesn't actually give these guys a spotlight. Well, yeah, because, them. well, because like they only get so many days for their demo to stay out there. Yeah, the demo stays up for just a couple days. It's in the middle of one of the biggest press events of the year. Right. So everyone, all the big people are actually busy covering that, not covering these. Like if these yep. came out, I'm sure more ran- re- big, big sites would cover them. Right. And that's like, that's a huge problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem for me. That's why I've never touched a Steam Next Fest demo. Yeah. Because it's always yeah. during Nightmare Week. Right. Like Steam Next Fest should be four times a year and separate from all other ev- gaming events. Because they're be big enough for that. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I know maybe one YouTuber that covers Steam Next Fest. And that's the only other person besides Bob on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that makes <laughs> that sense. That makes sense. A lot of people like... When you look at people who cover smaller stuff, it doesn't really pay out for them. Yeah. You know, and that's really unfortunate. But, you know, whatever, you all can manage one episode of Big Think to hear about games. Besides, Bob took pictures. I did. I got pictures of all of these games for you. And you got to look at them on the stream. Yes, we can even take this full screen. And I just, this is in order. This is just straight up in order of how I played them. There's no narrative here. 
Don't try and build um, anything else. So you have a stream of consciousness. Yes. Maybe, it, maybe uh, next now, time. Now, I actually don't know the answer to this, so I'm asking, Bob. Yeah. Is this because somehow you played Symphony of War first? <laughs> no. You're like, oh, this has I some interesting... I think that's actually out. It is. Uh, <laughs> I was like, maybe, maybe it has a demo, and Bob's like, I need to check out the assets. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, I don't know if it got a demo. I, I didn't. I, I saw out. that it was out, so yeah. I didn't. I didn't look for a demo of it. Yeah, which I might be sure of because it is an interesting looking game with some assets. Hey, you guys ever like lose your mouse on a computer and you're like, "Where's my mouse?" You shake it, it gets huge on the Mac. <laughs> That's the funniest shit in the world to me. I feel bad that I like that. Oh yeah, it's great because I have yeah. that issue inside of different RTSs and uh, MOBAs all the time. So yeah. I just have, like, when I play a mobile, I set the mouse cursor to as big as it goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, uh, I think Windows technically has this feature. Or at okay. least did back in 2000 or Emmy. Cool. I'm not positive. Maybe. So, Bob, where are we starting? And you let me know when to pull up the images. Uh, we are starting at the tarnishing of Joa-Tila. It's J-U-X-T-I-L-A. All right. Juxtala? Juxtala. I don't <laughs> I'm know. I'm just going to say that to make fun of it, but. Bless you. Okay. So, this is a Souls like 2D game. God damn it, Tarnish. Should <laughs> yeah, fucking I know. know. It's literally. The, the, this oh. is about the tarnishing of this kingdom. It's like, oh my oh. God, this is a little too direct, guys. In Go the to jail. <laughs> That's not even the worst part. The worst part is the studio name is called Actual Nerds. Almost seemingly oh. like. Gatekeeping. Kind, yeah, yeah, gatekeeping. <laughs> We here at Gatekeepsoft think you're not good enough for our game. Arise now, you tarnished. So it, it has analogic only movement, even though it's a fully 2D game, okay. which always sucks. <laughs> you have they to never... have some really strong gameplay reasons for that, in my opinion, yes. if you're going to do that. Because like, some games actually use the analog movement, and mm -hmm. it's pretty essential. Yes. Like, like weirdly enough, Smash. In uh, Metroid Dread. Right. And there are a few on here that do that. And I, I will call that out when we get to it. But this okay. one does not. This actually just makes it harder because it's like, I need to do precision dodging. It's moving left and right. And that means I need I don't have the same amount of time. I need to get it all analog sick all the way one side to the other. Okay. Um, so the things that make it different than a regular Souls game is you have this weird overcharge system where if you hit enemies enough, you start glowing and you have like infinite stamina for a second. It's strange. It, it honestly doesn't feel that bad. It, it has some of the intentional Dark Souls feel of, oh man, oh, input delay happens. Okay. But it, it was still pretty playable. I kind of enjoyed this. Uh, the, the show the first picture now. Okay. This giant lady shows up to tell you what to do next. Okay. <laughs> every, <laughs> she's guiding you through it. I like her head horns. They're yeah. very seven. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're very neat. Um, so that, that if you're into Souls likes, I think you should give this a try. And the best part of doing this live, uh -huh. I can tell you, you can go play that still. Yeah. Instead of it goes up next week. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, it's Our, like I'm talking about things that don't exist. And Bob's bragging yeah. about the, his time exclusive. <laughs> yeah, no more three day gaps. Yeah. Um, next thing I played, Signalis. That's S I G G N. A-L-I-S. Yeah, it's just Signal I-S. Yeah, Signal yeah, I-S. Signal is, yeah. Um, so this is a PS1-style survival horror game. Uh, it's oh. got a really cool art style. You can show the first picture there. Oh. Um, it cuts to this sort of thing for cutscenes. Okay. It looks really nice. It mixes 2D and 3D in the actual environments. Mm -hmm. um, 
It's a you play as like a cyborg slash robot. I'm not sure which. Uh, exploring a crashed spaceship on some unknown planet. Uh, you you showed the neck picture, Ashley. So it's like what regular gameplay looks like. Okay. And that is uh, it's got some <laughs> very clear Silent Hill Four moments of crawling hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you need. But yeah, you get a lot of cool just menus and stuff. It's the only problem I had with it was uh, sometimes they'll put borders to levels on literally the edge of a, of a screen. So it's hard to tell where the actual exit to a screen is. Mm. Um, okay. But other than that, it's really cool. Yeah, I remember thinking it was really neat seeing someone do 2D backgrounds, 3D characters, or seemingly uh, <laughs> with a survival horror PS1 style. Yeah, it, it, it seems like it varies a lot. It even goes in the first person mode frequently to do stuff like, okay, I'm looking at this desk. I need to. You, mm. Then you have a cursor to move around and pick stuff off the desk. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it's genuinely like one of the coolest survival horror games I've seen in a long time, especially indie side. Like, yeah, it's that was crazy. That was yeah. one of the things that I thought was it was one of the best things of like Summer Game Fest. Like it just looked really cool, and I was excited that someone was trying that. Yeah. Uh, next thing I played, Metal Hell Singer. <laughs> Okay, I'll pull up the image for that. <laughs> I didn't even get a picture of this one because everybody knows what Bell Helsinger is. It's too big uh, to uh, Google Troy Baker. Okay, I'll... <laughs> I'm worried about what the predict will show up for this. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, we're good. Just Troy Baker <laughs> Joker. Joker. <laughs> from, from Arkham Origin. There you go. There's Metal Hailsinger himself. There, go, there he is. Hailsinger. So you, first level, you find his skull. Troy Baker's, and he's he narrates everything. Uh huh. Oh, oh, I was joking. Fuck. Oh, no, no, that's <laughs> why forgot. he came out and said we're we're gonna have the cure for COVID with <laughs> health, Metal Elsinger. Um, it actually looks pretty nice. Like this is a pretty good looking like horror aesthetic to a Doom like game. So you play as like this demon lady. You shoot things with your flaming skull. That is Troy Baker. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> it's hard to look at all these pictures, Troy Baker. Um, it's really pretty... good. Is he? Narr- I like that one further down. It's killing me. He he narrates it in a way that's almost <laughs> sounds like a him and the demon lady are in love, but not quite. Okay, it's, it's interesting. Oh, one moment. We're going with this one. Oh my god. We're going oh, Shadow yes. Shadow Mordor. It's like when we watch Bleach the movie. Oh god, is he Shadow Mordorman? Yeah. Oh my god. Of oh, course he, he is. is. That's what it's saying. Um <laughs> God, I'm so glad we're in video now. So the whole th- idea was this is you time uh, you're shooting and you're dashing and stuff to dodge things with the rhythm of the song. Mm-hmm. You get a mm-hmm. multiplier. The higher you get the multiplier up, the more lyrics and other parts of the song kick in. Nice. It's, it's really cool. I think they did a great job. I cannot play this. It's impossible for me. I'm oh, sorry. Why is that? Yeah. I have no rhythm, period. Yeah. None oh. at all. This is, this is true facts. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, this that's is Bob dumb. when he tries to play it. <laughs> why? <laughs> it's doomsday, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for the next one. Okay. No more Troy Baker, please. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Advent Neon. Really? That's the name? Yeah, that's the name. 
Um, All right. This is clearly like Sonic inspired. Couldn't even tell. And it doesn't feel quite the way you would expect. Momentum isn't there as much as it is just you're going really fast all the time. Okay. So so can you stop on a dime? Yeah, kind of. Okay. All right. Do you get a dodge that gets you witch time? Mm -hmm. There's combat rooms. A lot of them. It's weird. I I think it's kind of neat, but I don't really recommend it. Uh, next game. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Beyond Sunset. This is a boom, boomer shooter. Couldn't even tell. <laughs> Has glory kills from Doom. So you can literally like hit the E button once they start <laughs> glowing, and then you can kill them in one hit and get some health back. Good. Uh, the the HUD on the bottom left really does look like the Doom HUD, but pixelated. I like that. Um, yeah. You have a katana for all these glory kills, and you can use it normally, too. If you, it, The animations for it are all bad. This uh. this game feels pretty bad in general. Oh, oh damn. It literally damn. has massive hitches every time it has to save. Well, keep in, <laughs> keep in mind, Bob is playing on a puny uh, 8700K Intel processor and 1060. This <laughs> is clearly... Bob, you should have gotten a Threadripper. <laughs> That's what I needed for this. Uh-huh. I'm looking at it. That, um, that definitely hurts. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, the art's kind of just bad in a lot of ways. This is not up to standards for what I consider an indie boomer shooter, shooter should be. Mm. Uh, next game I played Midnight Fight Express this is that game we heard about at one of the shows where it's one made by one guy oh uh, yes that one. the and, dad the dad and I was like plot twist he's a dog dad <laughs> yes uh, but it's like a top down beat em up it doesn't feel that great and it doesn't feel like there's much move variety but there is a skill tree so possibly you get more skills Uh huh. but right now it's all about Counterattacking and doing a uh, really basic like three hit combo. The character models all look bad, which yeah, because yeah. it's like an isometric but fully three D game, right? Uh, how does the mouse and stuff work into that? Did you use a controller? Or- uh, the controller doesn't feel right, so I used the mouse, and that doesn't quite feel right either. You <laughs> literally aim like you, that cursor on screen is my mouse cursor. I point it towards where I want to punch. Okay, all right. I don't really recommend it, unfortunately. I think the backgrounds are neat, and I think that this, the story was maybe going to be okay. Just some typical gangster stuff. Okay. Um, next game. Puzzles of Clef. Could you spell Clef? C-L-E-F. Okay, that's like uh, Clefairy. Uh, this is a puzzle platformer that runs terribly. <laughs> It doesn't have it doesn't have controller support yet. You guys need to understand the gravity of runs terribly here so far beyond what you would assume. Yeah, no, it's it'll be running at sixty. Then a second character will show up on screen and it drops to thirty, <laughs> if not twenty. Yes, and I'm it, just watching it run in slow motion. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, a nice hat. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, I think the character design is pretty good here. Um, they shouldn't have released this demo yet. Clearly, wasn't ready. Yeah. Also, I chose this exact screenshot. If you'll do that, Dan. Guess where the platforms are on this tree? Uh, fuck you. No, I won't. <laughs> I assume the, the lights? Yes. Yeah. It's okay. very hard to see them against the white leaves. And also, they set it up so you have to 
jump very particularly. Like you can only there's only one pass through this tree because your jump is so exact. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, I can tell. I I could totally see you jumping and like going through the edges of the string that the lights are on. Uh huh. Yeah. That, that's kind of that's kind of what I assume on this type of thing. It it makes me feel of old PC game platformer in some ways. Like it's. <laughs> Especially where I can't, I have to use a keyboard. Like, what are you doing? Bob, I'm a broken man. You say old PC platformer. I'm like, oh, like Xargon, which for you people who aren't as cool as me. Oh, like Jill of the Jungle. There we go. <laughs> does does the bunny shoot out a weird dagger and it goes, bwom? No, this is actually all about puzzle solving. So there, okay. later on, there's a different, I was really just mostly doing simple platforming, not fighting any enemies and collecting items. But there were a few things where it's like, okay, try and ring these bells in a specific sequence. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this could be neat, but it's really way too early for them to have shown. Uh, do, 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 do. Next game, The Wandering Village. Um, this is a village construction game. Oh, this is this thing. Yeah, you, you're on a gigantic oh. monster. And you're building the city uh -huh. on the back. What was the name again? The Wandering Village. Okay. It works. Yeah. The village is wandering. Yeah. Um, the weird thing about this, I've never seen this in another uh, like village builder. Mm -hmm. You cannot assign tasks to your villagers individually. You just like, you select a task of, I want wood to be gathered. And then random villagers will do that. Oh. So that you'll select which trees you want. And then the guys from the opposite side of the map, nowhere near it, will go try and build or take the tr lumber. So it's like, this isn't efficient. And I can't make it more so, efficient. So this game believes in the, in the myth of the free market. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah I want trees. Random idiots nowhere near trees come up and charge <laughs> you way too much. Um, yeah, it does that for literally everything. It's like, I want this built. Uh, random people come from whatever task they were doing. You can't even tell which ones to stop doing that task. I was do. delivering a baby, but now <laughs> I'm gonna cut down this tree. Um, so that was disappointing. That is that is unfortunate. It's really neat though that you can uh, you can zoom in all the way from this view to down, like seeing individual people on the on the monster, all the way back out to uh, a world map to where your village is wandering. Oh, cool. Let me simulate that. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> this is as far as I can go. Um, maybe they'll change it by the time it releases. That's, I currently don't feel like it's in a place where I would ever play it. <laughs> oh. Because something about having that and not being able to actually assign tasks properly makes me go insane. Yeah, that's, I, I get it. I get it. I understand. It feels, right. it feels like you took SimCity and almost kind of sort of made it black and white-esque. Yeah, I, I didn't play much black and white, but I assume... You have direct control over the thing, kind of, sort of. Okay. But everything else is like, well, I'm going to try to get them to do what I want by <laughs> being a psychopath. Anyway. what uh, What's next, Bob? Next is Angerfoot. This is one of my favorite games on this whole list. This is amazing. You can go back and watch Summer Games Fest and watch live as Bob's brain breaks on impact and goes, Angry Foot. And all I can think of is Angry Birds. <laughs> Yeah, I kept calling it Angry Foot even after the fact. I can't stop. <laughs> Most of this game is made of toilets. There's a toilet <laughs> in almost I every room. I didn't <laughs> notice this entire room. 
I saw that I was reading the graffiti and looking around and just went, yeah, those are chairs. And didn't even look directly at them. This is how many toilets is this? That is that is eleven toilets. Yeah, in most and a porta potty. Why do you need a porta potty next to this many toilets? What the hell? Um, but this is a small level based uh, first person game, kind of modeled after uh, God. What is that? We mentioned it when we saw this on the stream. God, you you need to give me anything. I. You go around with a mask, it's top down, you hit people's stick, and they die. Hotline Miami? Yeah, Hotline Miami. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. So your only melee attack is your kick. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> it can, you can kick down doors, you can kick doors through guys, mm -hmm. it kills them. Um, then you pick up a gun. You cannot reload the gun, but you can throw it. So the idea is okay, you shoot all the bullets out of that gun, and then you just throw that and move on to the next gun that someone dropped. Um, and they're very short levels. The whole idea is get through the level really fast, or you get another achievement for getting killing everyone in the stage. Um, really neat, a lot of fun. Looks great. Has this amazing style. I probably should have taken more normal pictures, but the other picture I have here is there is a cutscene you get to control where you actually move what? around. You everything you do is with a foot. <laughs> I. I see that. So you get a call from like the police chief who is corrupt. Tells, tells you going to kill me. <laughs> he has your shoe, Arthur. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh my I god! Can't this. <laughs> this, this, you know what? This reminds me directly of the old Paper Mario N sixty four commercial where they're like Bowser suspended Paper Peach over a shredder. <sighs> yes. Um. So then he goes into his other room where he's like has a hundred different pairs of sneakers, but this Arthur here is missing. <laughs> Arthur's important too. <laughs> in this whole scene, you can move around, just look around. You have your girlfriend next to you. Oh, is that what the pink foot <laughs> That's is? That's what the pink foot is. <laughs> You're just moving your whole foot around, so you like put your foot on her face. Oh no! And you have to. You can drink a bottle of like wine with your foot. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it, it's immaculate. I'm just going to take this back to a cab that isn't full of foot. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> if you get killed by the enemies, they all start dancing. The whole thing... <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is constantly playing, like, heavy bass music. It's really good. Uh, you, get, you unlock extra shoes by doing uh, better times at the levels and stuff like that, or kill, getting so many kills with different weapons. Uh, and each shoe does a different thing. Like, the shoes I got were... Okay, this gives you a super kick. You power up, and then you like fly forward. And the, another one I got was it, it, for every kill, your gun reloads, so you just automatically get more ammo for it. Which, oh, that's awesome! Which seems like the most useful one so far. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend this. Go play the demo. I'm probably just gonna pre-order. This is amazing. <laughs> Hell, that's a higher recommendation. Do you know if they announced this coming to anything else? I don't know. I did not okay. look into I'll, that. I'll look that up while you talk about other things. Uh, angry Birds. Yes, that's... Uh, <laughs> yes, Angry Birds. That's what we played. Um, the next thing I played is Shinobi no Grata. And Grata is G-R-A-T-A. Yeah, that's the word Grata. Uh, it's a 2D side-scroller. It's got a really cool, like... Uh, kind of a bit aesthetic aesthetic but a little bit higher res hmm. you, you fight like different monsters 
Yeah, I was having a stroke looking at the aesthetic where I'm like, it's it's too fucking colorful for the NES, and it's chunkier than I expect PC Engine, but the color palette, yeah. Yeah, there's like a lot more animations than you would expect too, so it's hard to really describe how it is with pictures. I do suggest oh, yeah. looking up videos of it at least. Yeah, in fact, uh, if you're looking at the video version of this podcast instead of listening to our sweet dulcet tones... Uh, you can see these legs are clearly rotated. Mm-hmm. That's why they had these errant pixels. So, like, th- this whole thing smoothly moves through this. Yeah, there's a ton of movement there. Your guy has, like, his double jump is this weird backflip that has a ton of frames in it. Like, a ton. Um, this, it's not really that much of a focus on platforming. It seems much more focused on the action. So, you're just moving left to right, fighting a ton of ninjas coming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing, or doing bosses. You get different weapons at the top of the screen. You'll see there. I, I got currently the Kasuri Gama selected, and that makes them just spin it in a big circle around yourself. And you have a power bar that uh, expands and recharges. You kill your dudes. Yeah, if you're swinging the Kasuri Gama, it's um, probably being inspired by that one PC Engine game that I cannot remember the name of, where you have a ninja and you go around with that. Yeah, it does feel a lot like I can't. I can't remember which old PC um pc engine game it is but it does remind me a lot of different ones of those of that era where it's like not not focused on the platform so don't ex- go in here expecting shinobi or ninja guide mm-hmm. it's much more just okay how you fight shoot these guys yeah I, i'm torn on whether or not that background is uh master system blue or pc engine blue <laughs> i'm really torn um i really liked it but of course i'm biased this is a ninja game with cool art <laughs> but be aware there is a bias uh all right moving on the next game i played is berserk boy uh what's the uh, deal with that this is the most anti-core game i have ever played not made by anti <laughs> i'm okay. not ready uh, if you pull up the first image i got you can see his power going out of control i'm worried <laughs> one moment uh, yeah i see what uh, you're talking about uh Oh yeah. yeah. I can't control this. That's the opening cutscene. It's it's <laughs> like if um it's like if you fused Inti Creates and Freedom Planet. Yeah, it's oh. it's gotten that in a little bit. It like it's it's like Dragon Ball Z mixed with Monster Boy made by Inti. I don't know. And then if you go to the next picture, you see that you literally have the base from Megman Zero. Oh, f- Jesus fucking... You're just there. You have the armor switching from ZX, where you pull up a menu. Currently, he's in the human form. He also has the electric form, which you see him in the the, the art part earlier. Wow. Um, you literally... You taught me if you've heard this before. Dash into enemies to target them. I'm out. <laughs> and I'm then leaving. Good luck with this segment. Hit a button segment. to shoot, shoot them with electricity. It doesn't feel as good because you have to land to do the electric shock. Um, There's two modes to play this game in. Modern and retro. I tried the retro mode first because it was like, well, this one has a live system. I'm okay with that. What I didn't expect, it triples the health of every enemy. What? Why? That's not fucking retro. I don't know. It literally went like I then went to the modern mode and understood a little bit better the gameplay loop of, OK, for these smaller enemies, you dash into them and keep, keep going. Whereas in mo- retro mode, you dash into the enemy. You have to back off, hit him with the special move and then keep going. It's like, what are you doing? 
that screws out the pacing. I understand having bigger enemies do this, but yeah, I still think it's uh, got some nice pixel artwork. If you're into indie games, try it because I know we have fans that are. If you if that's what you're down for, absolutely give us a shot. Um, let me see here. Anything else to say about that armor selection? It looks like there will be several more armors, so maybe some of them will be less. Obviously, one specific anti game. Like, hopefully, it will not just be Gunvolt and then another one for, um, God, what's I guess it's a mix of Gunvolt and uh, Luminous Avenger dude, who I cannot remember the name of. Um, the next thing I've tried was Frogun or Frugan. It's oh yeah, frog that thing. gun, but it's all one word. Yeah, I think it's frog gun. Um, Yo, I'm frogging. This kind of has the problems we thought it would by seeing that gameplay. Because we saw oh. a lot of it during the, the press releases over the last week. He plays this little girl in a, in a uh, an adventure outfit and has this gun that's a frog. And she shoots the tongue out to like grapple to areas. And there's a hundred plus coins in every area. The coins, you can think of them like eggs, okay? Yes. <laughs> and this game would really like it if you ate all these eggs. Yes, there's coins everywhere. You, you somehow found a screen cap with no coins. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry. Imagine that area had coins everywhere. There's almost as many coins as there are pixels. Oh, I don't want to spoil that image. One moment. <laughs> Let's go back to this one for now. Yeah, there's th this area would normally be covered in coins. I actually chose this picture because it represents a huge problem this game has. Okay. Explain to me what's wrong in this image. Okay, so you see the cursor that's grayed out mm -hmm. on that pillar over there. That would normally tell you the tongue cannot reach that. Do not shoot it. It will not pull you over there. Because by default, it's white. It, by default, it's red. Like, it'd be oh, red like oh, the line okay. going towards it. All right, sure. That The tongue will reach that and pull you over anyway. So it's inconsistent. And then sometimes it only pulls you halfway across. So a lot of times I'll be playing the game and it'll be like, okay, you need to go over this gap. Use your tongue, frog tongue, go over the gap and it'll drop her halfway through for what? no reason. What? Yeah. Um, that's on top of weird problems like the, was the 200 plus coins in the level. If you die anywhere in the level, it doesn't keep that. You have to recollect all of those or that you got. Which in a normal game would be fine. Yes, this is a but game. This where is you, a game with four hundred and ten coins per level, and you walk half the speed you expect. You, you dude, work. I walk a third the speed yeah. I expect. It's so weird. Like that's the number one thing where I'm like, I don't know that I would enjoy playing this because there are hundred coins in like four by four giant fields, and I walk so slow. Yeah, you walk so slow. It's, it yeah, the it's crazy. I, I don't, don't know. know. The um, aesthetic is immaculate. The aesthetic's great. I love the character design. I love so much about this. I'm really sad that it's like, okay, the tongue system doesn't even work right. That's the entire game. Yeah, I know. Like, Aww. the aesthetic's really cool, and I really want to play a game like this on paper. I love this game. Mm hmm But then you see movement speed and other things like what you were talking about. And... Uh, they also introduce a rival character who has a snake gun. <laughs> <laughs> you do a race against him. If you touch him, you take damage. <laughs> it's very strange. It's Is like it the race from DKC2. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you touch water, you can show him that second. Oh, okay, I can finally show them this image. <laughs> she just does this and you're dead. <laughs> she, she's like, this is where it ends. 
This is this is us at the end of the summer of gaming. Yeah, she's T poses like, okay, I'm done. It's over. It's okay. It's time now. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, the thumbnail I made should have just had her floating Clearly. in the big thick dimension. <laughs> it's really strong. <laughs> Um, so this was disappointing. I was really hoping that'd be good. Yeah, despite despite knowing all these things about it, mm-hmm. I'm still probably stupidly gonna buy it. <laughs> I mean, you can at least go play it. The, the demo is up for everybody. Maybe maybe the amazing aesthetic will get through it being a bad game. I'm sure the story is also pretty charming. Yeah, it's okay. It's like just her looking for her parents uh, who are adventuring. Like they they're adventurers and they left her behind because she's not ready to adventure yet. But she was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna chase them down." So so she's wearing a life vest. Yes, but she's convinced she's dead. Yes, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, the next game I played was Spark the Electric Jester Three. Oh, cool. Uh, I was really confused. The opening level is a car. Like, you drive a car. (laughs) Uh, Is this normal for Spark games? I I don't know, but if you look in the lower right, you'll see that they misspelled braking. When you hit LT, did it break the car? (laughs) No, you you used your brakes on your car. Okay. (laughs) Why? Was it? Did you finish the level and then it was like a Parappa moment? And it's like, oh, that was a great movie. I sure like Sunny no. Funny. She sure is. I don't know anyone in Spark's <laughs> fucking name. She, uh, you know, Spark gets out of the car, is like, looks cool, and then moves on to the next level. And by and I that, say looks cool, but really every single cutscene in this is really poorly directed <laughs> and holds way too long of things that thinks are cool. And then, and then, and then Spark says a Gex one liner and. I don't remember if it had voice acting. I feel like it should, but I don't think it did. Oh, interesting. I, I, is, is Spark going for like a Sega Saturn Sonic thing or like a, a Dreamcast? This is very directly Sonic Adventure. Well, then you need, you need bad voice acting. I know, right? And really good guitar. <laughs> really good guitar. Uh, but this is this plays more like what I expected 3D Sonic to continue playing like than than any have since Adventure 2. Are there more pictures? Or yeah, just this yeah, car? Okay, okay, yeah, I can get, show. You get uh, <laughs> rail grinding just like Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, hey, look. This looks like a Spark the Electric Jester game. <laughs> yes! Huh. I know, crazy. Um, yeah, you, uh, you go through large, very large areas that keep going... Um, there are combat mechanics that seem way too fleshed out. Okay. Like you have a ton of different attacks and moves, and it's like most of this game is going through levels quickly, and you have you still have the homing attack like Sonic Adventure. Mm-hmm. And that kills most things in one hit. Um I know that that's another like freedom planet thing where it's like you had also you have all these moves, but why? Right. Yeah, it's a really weird thing that keeps happening in that exact niche. Uh but it's got a ton of really neat movement ideas so you can like you hit a, a wall you can wall run from side to side you have a smite a slight boost button it's not a sonic boost button where it's just like okay it's hit the hold this button and you look cool it's you have to kind of mash it frequently to keep momentum up and the whole game has momentum everywhere so you have momentum on the rails you have momentum like just running around okay cool. uh it seems a lot like a lot of fun uh the only thing I didn't really like was when I got to the boss fight and it's is like, hey, use these combat mechanics that are kind of sloppy. 
it, but it has a parry. It got the parry in before Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I, I guess it technically also got it in before Freedom Planet, unless someone in Freedom Planet 1 had a parry and I forgot. Because I think two, <laughs> because they announced two was going to have a parry. They announced this like five, six years ago or whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we ever got that update that was teased. I'm going to go check. Because they were like, we're going to let you know soon when Freedom Planet 2 is coming out. And I'm like, oh, great. Guess I'll eat crow. Because I just brought up on Big Think the day this happened <laughs> that, you know, we hadn't heard about that. I wonder if it's in dev hell. And then I didn't hear anything that next month. Let me go check. Yeah, it's been forever. Yeah, it's been months. It's crazy. We got three Spark the Gesture games before Freedom Planet 2 happened. And they, Looks it's, like it's supposed to be September. Okay. <laughs> God, it's been eight years. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, of all people, I am the most viscerally aware. Because <laughs> we did that Freedom Planet 1 review. I was like, oh, we sure are still are getting comments from people who don't realize these cutscenes we're talking about aren't in the game anymore. <laughs> right? God, what is the name of that studio? Galaxy something? Trails? Trails. Or is it Trials? It's Galaxy we'll, we'll, Trails. We'll singular. never know. Oh, okay. Trails in the Galaxy. That's cool. I'm excited for Freedom Planet 2. And also Spark the Electric Chester 3? Yeah, you, I, this really does feel like, if you like that Sonic Adventure era, definitely try this out. Um, I mean, I, I do. I, I am worried about them having too much focus on combat. That one boss was pretty darn bad. It was a bunch of damage spun. Just he's, this takes way longer than it should, and it isn't fun in any way. But other than that, exploring the levels was fun. And they have a bunch of uh, side objective levels where you get more medals to unlock more stages uh, by doing like, okay, we, we took this big area we made and just hid uh, coins you need to find throughout it. And you have to do that within five minutes. Mm. So it's kind of like uh, the Sonic and the, the Knuckles stages, but without uh, weird different mechanics. You just play as regular Spark. You don't have like a different moveset or anything. <laughs> You don't, you don't play as Spark's uh, gangster friend? No. Which unfortunately <laughs> you, you means you don't get a cool soundtrack. You don't, have, you don't have a level that is the size of the state of Texas? It's like, yeah, they're, they're here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the singer, the, the rapper slowly breaking down as he enters hour two of you trying to find it. I'm just gonna creep down a pumpkin. <laughs> All right, the next game I normally wouldn't cover, but it's so funny I had to. Okay. Uh, Ninja no Boken. Uh, this is a <laughs> clearly stolen asset game. They remade Ninja Gaiden 1 with Ninja Gaiden art stolen from, like, 2 and 3, the 3D ones. What? Uh, but re in recolored. It's like, this is Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden 3, recolored to be like a Ninja Gaiden original NES. <laughs> it plays and looks horrible <laughs> but there is a mode called kohai mode that's easy mode <laughs> time to enter kohai mode <laughs> alright next game <laughs> okay detained too good for school that <laughs> this is just more of the ninja this, game I'm looking oh at. Oh yeah, whoops! I guess you can look at more of that. 
What? Work Cafe Kafifi. Yeah, it is it is dire. They remake all of the first stage of Ninja Gaiden on NES. This it's is the ugliest thing ever. This reminds me of that 360 Double Dragon game that either did happen or almost happened that looked like absolute crap and no one remembers. <laughs> yeah. It's just so not done that that dude walking towards you has the most unity store walk ever made well i appreciate his motion blur that's how i know he's moving yes and not you know a statue (laughs) (laughs) okay what was the next detained too good for school okay oh this is a side-scrolling beat-em-up with the inspirations from yakuza and uh persona okay um it's got Nellaware-inspired movement to everything, so everything's kind of segmented like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play as this uh, tomboy girl who's been shown in jail for uh, basically alleged to be part of a, a gang. Mm-hmm. And this is after her and some other girl get out of jail, and they're trying to break up the, the gangs. Okay. Um, but there's leveling elements to it, like you see from Persona, where you go, go to class to get skill ups. Hmm. Uh, you have That's a menu. Cool. If you go down to the next one, you can see the menu layout is very similar to a Yakuza game in a Persona game. Like, very oh, I really, I really like that background key art. Yeah, it's got a lot of good art. Uh, it clearly yeah. is a little early because in other areas, you'll literally see characters who are just drawn in, like not bruh? fully colored yet. <laughs> I know, I'm losing it. I'm bruh. like, bruh. <laughs> I don't know what bruv does. <laughs> bruh. Dude. Dude, this is fucking me up like the Doug button on the Tiger Electronics. Yeah. What's the Bruv button do? I don't know what the Bruv button will do. Uh, <laughs> there's actually uh, like the dating sim element type things where there's time progressions. I don't know if there will be dating sim elements to the game other than that, but there is moving through time, so you can only do certain things at certain times of day, and you can like you do going to class will take a time part of the day, so you can't do other things after that. And you just have to sit there and wonder why ye can't bruv. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sound effects weren't great. Some of the music was repetitive, but other music was good. So I'm I'm wondering if it's just not fully how far this is out. I'm gonna need a bit of time to recover from bruv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I wonder if that is like the romantic relationship side of thing. <laughs> if you just have the bruv button. <laughs> um, it this also, looks really cool. I like the art style. Yeah, it also has a weird issue with the motion blur. Like, there's too much motion blur. If you go back to the uh, the character yeah. art again, the mm, regular, this. like that that looks like that in game. Like everything gets weirdly pixelated when things move. Interesting. Like, okay. If it's still like if your character is not in movement, it will just look like clear good art. But then you move for it, it all, and it does that. It's very strange. Okay. Uh, but I'm definitely excited. Like, uh, I could solely see this being solid in a few years or so. Hmm. Um, well, Bob, I'm happy to announce it comes out uh, today on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> and Switch. What was the game name again? Uh, t- detained. Too good for school. <laughs> Gonna see if they actually do have any nope release date coming soon. It says initial release date 2020 October 6th, and I'm like, what does that I mean? Don't, I don't think that's right. 
Oh, this was a Kickstarter game. Oh, really? And now you can oh. just go pre-order it even still. Oh, that's interesting. But they're not they're not still running it. Interesting. OK. Oh, stretch goal. Yeah, I should have looked into how like who made it. Oh, God, they are British. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not hold that, that against them. Uh, I was like, I was going to make a joke this whole time of uh, I'm very excited for the Gubna button. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> that explains some parts of it because it feels like this bizarre mix of clearly Japanese school stuff, uh -huh. but then Americanized things like you're in a regular school bus. So I don't know. It's strange. The term is anachronistic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I guess move on to the next game. Okay, sure. Moon Scars. Moon Scars. Yeah, it's a social like Metrovania. With art. Oh, it makes God. everything incredibly hard to see. Everything's really dark. Your, yeah. Your bonfire replacement is literally called a dark mirror. <laughs> oh, wait, a dark mirror? <laughs> yes, it is just a dark mirror. The trolls no. are going to come out of it. <laughs> I was yeah, like, no. now is this, is this going to tap more into Feel's pitch or <laughs> siphon filter dark mirror? <laughs> I hate those bars so much. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah, we, don't, we don't need yeah, to go no. into this anymore. All right. What's, what's this next one? What are we looking at? Cow in the Five Pirates of Mara. This is what? really cool. It's a uh, 3D it's platformer. Real quick. Cow. K-A-O? K-O-A. Koa. Koa, I guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was confused. Like, is that the fucking kangaroo? I think Yeah, that's I was like, cow's name. a fucking kangaroo, and that doesn't look like a moo cow. What the fuck is with this name? <laughs> okay, Koa in the what? The Five Pirates of Mara. Okay. And the Pirates of the Blackwater. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Are these shrimp? No, those are uh, little shells. Little oh, okay. shell coins. I see. I see. It's, it's a lot more clear when you get to this one. Yeah, yeah, because they're spinning. Side. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's in a 3D platformer inspired by Mario's 3D world. So, like, the stages okay. are linear. You don't move the camera. Uh, you have a roll mechanic that's all about building speed. So, you you hit the, the run button is you hit the ground and she does a roll. And then mm -hmm. you can jump out of that and you get faster each time you do it. Oh, cool. So, you get to go through these stages, like, really quickly. Um, <laughs> there are no enemies. It's really strange. You don't, you expect enemies, but there's basically no enemies, and there's there are obstacles. Like some levels will have cannons or spike balls that move or swinging devices. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. It's all just going through these levels. Movement feels good. Uh, you have a hometown that you go back to, which the other picture is of, where you can meet the other character or characters from another game they're making. <laughs> What's um. Uh, that's that's in the other picture. It's a uh, Mika, the witch's apprentice or something. It's Miku Hatsune. Um, she's literally just hanging out in this town. You can explore the whole town, but I was most <laughs> caught off guard by it. literally having an ad. She's like, go, go wishlist my game, too. Please, please wishlist my game. This game is probably pretty close to done because it's the same people making her game. <laughs> so I assume that they're just trying to make a both at once. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested in what they think, because as far as I can tell through my early searches, it's just release date 2022. It doesn't have a date per se just this year. Yeah. OK. Yeah, this had a pretty decent number of levels to go through. Uh, 
yeah, I definitely suggest giving it a try. It's if you like 3D platformers like that. Mm -hmm. In some ways, I think I liked it more than 3D World just because of how much speed you could get going. That's always fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So next one. Mm -hmm. Cult of the Lamb. And this is a game oh. a, a lot of us saw during mm -hmm. various Devolver Digital events. Yeah, we've been looking yeah. at this for a couple of years. Uh. I wasn't clear on the structure until I played the demo. Okay. What is it? The structure is a lot like Hades. Okay. Uh, so you do, you go out, you fight through a bunch of little combat rooms that are uh, like generated as you do it. And then you go back home to the town and the town is what levels up your character. I didn't get the mess around with much of the town. They did not let me see that, but it was like some basic, okay, you go recruit followers. They do jobs in town. That gives you buffs. And then when you're out in the world, you can find like different weapons to equip that give you a different moveset and then cards that have like stat boosts like you'll see in Hades, where instead of the different affiliations each of those gods had, it's literally just, OK, this card gives you a buff to this kind of attack mm -hmm. or makes your cooldown faster for this kind of attack, which I assume is just the structure for a lot of these indie roguelikes. But I haven't played Binding of Isaac enough to know. No, Binding of Isaac is much more. Yeah, than... Binding of Isaac, you just fresh. Yeah, each time, right? as someone yeah. who has played 150 hours of that game. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's just it's just you start, you have nothing, go. And there's and there's not even like yeah. uh there's not even like a like a didactic. Oh, you came back to life. No, it's just you did. <laughs> you you died. Try not doing that next time. <laughs> if you go down to the next picture, you can see some of the shops you run into out in the world. That like uh, this is a a snail vendor who sells you food that gives you different stat boosts. I like him yelling. Yeah, it's really good. And then he has like the actual guy doing it is the little dude next to him is like I don't know, a, not a shrimp, but some sort of weird shrimp. Like uh, he looks like the rainbow shrimp. Rainbow shrimp. Yeah. Okay. It's a really powerful shrimp. <laughs> It, it has, like, uh, the ability to just put out a shitload of jewels so it could actually seriously hurt you. Huh. Yeah. Don't worry. It's really deep in the ocean. Don't worry about All it. All right. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the art style is immaculate in this game. Like, just looks so good. The other, like, one of the special moves you get is just making tentacles appear out of the ground. Um, getting a big energy sword to hit dudes with. I don't really like the, the, the main weapon they gave me for this demo is the tiny dagger. So I have to get so close to the enemies that it's hard to actually be able to tell when they're going to attack so I can evade it. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like that's... I wasn't having nearly as much fun as I did in Hades, but there's a potential for a different weapon that feels good. <laughs> and lets me stay a little bit at a distance so I don't get so visually confused. Uh, I'm going to take advantage of us doing this live to just type in Rainbow Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> just so Bob could see exactly why I would be like, yeah, it's probably this badass. Oh, Jesus. Look at that dude. Yeah, he'll fuck you up. <laughs> That's a ton of legs. Oh, my God. I didn't expect... <laughs> it's like, the shrimp have to have that many legs. No, no, they don't. <laughs> oh, okay. New pod lord bit. Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Trying to not read chat, but the thought of that thing showing up in pod lord bits killing me. The next game <laughs> I got here. Uh-huh. Grand Theft Gato. Bite... <laughs> Vice Kitty. Please be a good game. Absolutely not. Oh. This is an open world game where you play as a cat and do mundane tasks and go around an open world that's not done at all. 
But I put it on here because it's hilarious looking. Look at this. It looks horrible. Yeah, this is this is this is worse than Xbox Live Indie Game Tier. And then if you go down to the graphics settings, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Uh, the next picture is it at max quality. Okay, one second. So look, is... look at the cat's face. Just look at that. Uh huh. Okay. And then you go down one graphics level, and then look at the cat's face. Okay. Which is the next picture? Let's, let's bring that up. I'm sure it will be. And they do it. They they absolutely Bob, make sure that that is why it's doing this. Bob, is it just it's just permanently it, making the, yeah, it's just, just constantly hell? making the what <laughs> the mouse is just a gape in the lower graphics setting the entire time. That sounds like a feature. I don't. That's that's amazing. Um, this is really not good. But if you're really into cats, sure, go go play the demo. Okay. Uh, that seems safe you know the next game is fetch the ferret <laughs> real quick I oh, just oh, yeah, you got more you want that is something about this cat uh-huh. there's a little similarity between that and the dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> i think that cat's the green one <laughs> yes uh anyways what's the next game uh fetch the ferret it's f-e-c-h oh um this is he, a 3D, he looks troubled. This is a 3D platformer where you seem to do nothing. I started passing out <laughs> as I played it. You swing the camera with L2 and R2, but you can also use the analog stick, so I'm not sure why that's there. Is this like super, super early and like we got moving working? Maybe, I hope. That? I don't know. Bob's falling asleep while playing it. I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking that's... Maybe that's what it's intended to do. <laughs> maybe. It, it, yeah, it could, it could be one of the, There are games like that, so mm-hmm. maybe it's one of those. But yeah, you literally just walk around this big area that's all kind of aesthetically like this, where it's just bright colors and nothing's there. Like nothing. I can't believe they stole Shroomish's face. <laughs> oh, no. They just shaved the unibrow. <laughs> it's fucking. There you go. Now it's a ferret. All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. Agent 64, spies never die. Uh, this is also a headliner from Summer Games Fest for sure. Yes, it uh, is very blatantly. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm Goldeneye. You remember Goldeneye? You remember yeah. Goldeneye? Uh, that's me. And I'm like, but, but it's not. They're like, yeah, it basically is. So yeah, you get close a- enough. <laughs> it plays a lot like you expect. You get a ton of auto aim. You just sort of get to walk around the environment. He <laughs> automatically shoots whatever's in front of him. So it's easy to control and pick up. Uh, higher difficulty modes add extra ad- objectives. Mm-hmm. There's a CRT filter that's on by default and awful looking, so I didn't even take a picture with it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, they have the facility bathroom, which okay. is why I pictured there. Okay. They screwed up. Okay, why is that? You cannot slide back into the vent after you drop down. Oh, they fucked that up. That's how, important. How wow. do you how do you do that? I don't how? know. I don't know. There's so much. They'll figure it out. You know, this game has a level creator. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that I'm very excited for we play your Agent 64 levels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you also have this thing where they'll put locks on stuff like a big padlock and you aim at it with your cursor and shoot it. It's like, yep, yeah, this is this Good. is Goldeneye. That's what I want. The next game I played is Stonks. Stonks? Stonks. 9800. Like yes. Stonks. Oh, that's a really good oh UI. Oh my god. This is uh, actually really great. 
Yeah, this is PC-88 as hell. Yeah, it just obviously is based off the ancient PC. The only screen that has a like visual like this is this one where you talk to her and she uh, tells you what's happening with the socks. The rest of th this is the whole screen for the game. If you look in the lower left, you'll see home and that's where uh, you just click that and you can see all, how those socks are doing. Okay. Um, you didn't take a picture of that? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, yeah, this game is incredibly basic. It's one screen. Literally just this one screen. You watch charts and you buy stocks. <laughs> You go to the bank to take out loans and lose money. <laughs> cool. Uh, if you're into that, mm -hmm. go for it, man. Yeah. All right. Next game I played. The Misanthropic Girl. The Misanthropic Girl? That's a the, weird title. It is. Uh, the, you boot it up, it literally has this giant text of the creator's name. Like, he's incredibly pumping himself up. He puts that in gigantic text several times in the intro. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a really, really bad feeling action RPG. Oh. There's a ton of motion blur. Like, that's why it looks like that. It's just so much. Yeah, this, I don't this, think this I can turn like, it off. This looks like a, I, I made a game in Unreal, sort of. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Unreal, and it's just incredibly, like, they got it out. Excuse me. Weirdo does well. Is that the quest line? Yeah, that's the quest you're currently doing. Okay. So it's your, I right. guess you're the weirdo and you're, uh, oh. you're fighting the, the, these monsters that attack the school. This looks like a really, really rough uh, dream from dreams. <laughs> yes. It has a filter over the whole screen. I couldn't figure out how to turn off that just makes it look hideous. You mean that rainbowing yeah, artifact? Yeah, the, the or I guess they're trying to give operation. it. Well, kind of. <laughs> I think that there's a slider for it that's beautiful or fast for how wait what is for the motion blur and for creative aspiration it's like there isn't off <laughs> like that's terrible uh if you go down to the next picture you get to see the the larger world they've made uh, that's a cool bicycle you have yeah you spawn it in at any point and it despawns <laughs> if you touch anything so about how this reminds me of a dream yeah <laughs> yes it it feels terrible. You hold the attack button and she just does a string of attacks. It feels bad. Do you have a dodge button that feels bad? Chat was already comparing it to Final Fantasy 15. Uh, it, you need to understand that is the exact same quest font. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like, like they yeah. are directly ripping stuff from 15, which makes it funnier. Pick something else, please. It's weird how many of these games <laughs> is somebody like yeah, I, I, I was really inspired by Final Fantasy 15, but this doesn't look nearly as good as that one dude who's just making the sickest looking thing in the world by himself. Yeah. Right. Okay. Next game. Okay. <laughs> Spell Crisis. Legend of the Deadly Scent. Now, is Spell Crisis all one word? No, it's two separate words. Okay, Spell Crisis. Got it's, it. It's scent is in money, not scent is in smell. Okay, so the title one more time. Spell Crisis, Legend of the Deadly Scent. And you find out that that's because it, there's... The whole thing is the, uh, the principal of magic school has uh -huh. stolen a single penny that has ma some sort of cursed magic power, and you're trying to get it back and figure out what, what it'll do, because no one knows. Uh, it's a Mega Man-inspired game, like original Mega Man. What? You go around as this uh, witch... Uh -huh. You shoot pellets. The pellets shoot at a set rate. It doesn't, it's no faster for if you're closer to an enemy. Like, it's not, a, okay, this many pellets can be on screen at once. It's literally, okay, every 
five frames we can shoot a pellet okay which makes it feel very slow uh the boss of this demo was a 28 plus hit uh which oh which was awful when are they adding current to mega band maker (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it then breaks after the opening stage which is very mega man inspired it breaks into a larger open world but it there's not like city yeah like a hub city and a bunch of other places to go but it just feels directionless and also i didn't find any extra spells Hmm. and there's also a morality system like after i beat that witch it was like hey you can tie her up or knock her out and that'll get you points towards eiser house because you're wearing the sorting hat which is trying to put you in <laughs> figure out which of the two houses you're in the attack house or the defense house oh my god <laughs> it's quite a game i got another picture there uh that lets you see the, how the art looks when you go to the game over screen or also during cutscenes. oh that's pretty good yeah it's got uh, pretty nice uh, art i like it i like her in jail i'm yeah, sad that this, this doesn't sh- the hat has a face I should have shown one of the oh, pictures where weird. the hat has the face. That's pretty oh, uh, like sorting hat. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's very literal. But it's way cuter. That's good. All right. Next game. Outclass Hunter. There's so much motion blur. Oh, my God. There's so much Whoa. motion blur. Get me out. Help. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Holy shit. Luckily, you can't turn it off in this game, but I think it was funnier to show it with it on. <laughs> this is how a 2D being feels when they enter the third dimension. <laughs> yeah, so it plays, it, it's kind of like uh, Demon Turf, where you've got a 2D character in a 3D game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's more inspired by Sonic and feels awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you have a jetpack, you jump and then jetpack, and it, you get way too much speed, and you cannot slow down for the life of you. Okay, so this was the game I looked over, <laughs> and it looked like Sonic Robo Blast 2. Yes. It's like the, like you said, I'm trying to make a Saturn Sonic game, because yeah, they lost I, their mind. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the funniest and best thing in the world, that they didn't get a 3D Sonic game on the Saturn, and to this day, Sonic fans are like, well, we're gonna fucking make it! <laughs> and then you also had to tell me, yeah, that event, that festival it had at the beginning. Sage, yeah. Sage is, is a Sonic game festival. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was very clearly uh, Sonic Robo Blast oriented. It also has voice acting too much of it. <laughs> it's all really bad in a very funny way. So, you, you know, my worst play it just for that. <laughs> the combat, for some reason there, because all of these Sonic likes have to have combat that's way too developed and also bad. <laughs> I have two different attack buttons. They swing the, bla- the tiny little daggers. <laughs> and uh, then there's an effect around you. It do- it's not convincing as an attack at all. But okay. at least the boss in this one, I killed in two hits and didn't realize it was a boss. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, like good job. I guess that's an upgrade. <laughs> what you was the name of this one again? City. Uh, Outclass Hunter. And Outclass has got a hyphen between it. Oh, interesting. I figured it would either be one word or two. Nope. Not hyphenated <laughs> two. Interesting. Next game. <sighs> I prematurely opened the image for this one. The spirit and the mouse. <laughs> this is a 3D rat platformer. He plays a rat. Uh, we call those rat formers. <laughs> uh, you're like in a French city. It plays like sleepy French music all the time. Uh, you have you can only jump when there's a prompt for it. So it's like contact sensitive jumping so, to climb stuff. So it's kind of like what a fucking stray looks like it might do. Kind of. Yeah. Oh. 
Okay. You, you are electric rat, so you can, uh, <laughs> you, you like spark at stuff. Oh, that explains the electric meter in the upper left here. Yep. So okay. you collect different those lightning bolts, try sparking at th various things. And then if you show the next picture, the whole thing, the, the replacement for Star is in this Mario-like. Okay, this are, rat former Mario. Yeah, that like. rat former are these scrunkos you go find. <laughs> Wait, what the? This one literally gives you a mission to go do stuff. Uh -huh. And then he's like, okay, I will now go in the, the hole that is <laughs> powering something. So wait, you're, you're shoving these dudes in holes. Yes, you shove these dudes in like the, an oven looking thing. It's actually in the background of the same shot. You see that thing yeah, that has I a little, yeah, the that. little old insert for him? Yeah, he goes and sits in there and he's like, okay. Now, now the TV will work. It's kind of neat. Okay. Um, lots of dialogue. Maybe probably too much. Like some of the uh, the missions, they're just something super simple. Like another Scrunko wants you to go collect his mail. There's just mail sitting everywhere, but he keeps talking after the point. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I need to go around the level looking for that. But then he's like, I have three more lines of dialogue to go through. I'm like, you shouldn't though. <laughs> you shouldn't though. Uh, I'm gonna ask: Are these characters the Kiblins? Yes, they're the Kiblins. <laughs> referred to over here in this <laughs> all right what was the name on that again the spirit and the mouse sorry for anyone who thought the name was rat former <laughs> it but yeah i do suggest trying this out it's it's got a it's got an aesthetic that i kind of like okay um the next game i was super surprised by this it's called ghost song all one word no two words actually okay it's hyper obviously inspired by Metroid. Yeah, I saw you playing a bit. Yeah, you play as this character in an armored suit in a cloak, kind of like the opening to uh, <laughs> that Halo game that never got made. The, no, that's not true. They made the Halo game called Halo 5, but it certainly didn't fucking have that scene made. You could buy a toy of it, though. You could buy a toy of it and then see a little bit of that art return in the art book for Infinite. Yes. Oh, um they add rpg mechanics to it kind of smartly it has soul stuff like if you die you drop all your money okay and then you can go pick that back up mm. and that money is used to upgrade your suit to like get better firepower or there's like two other stats and one increases your melee damage one increases your gun damage and a certain increases your stamina it's got a really cool aesthetic and tone to it uh but yeah you're exploring this dead planet or not really dead planet this very strange planet where you don't know what's happening you're called dead suit and you're it, it's kind of implied that you're just a robot who's woken up after years and years and you have no idea what's happening so most of the time she just meets things like and is like oh you died <laughs> and really basic just i don't know what any of this is but it doesn't look good okay the next picture you'll see one of the guys you meet mm-hmm and I think he sets the tone for a lot of the stuff you meet in here where he's just a dude with this gigantic hammer. And he's like, oh, yeah, I go in this hole and kill a bunch of different bugs. Uh, this is how I communicate with them. It feels like they're trying to etch into my brain. And the only thing I have to communicate with is this hammer. And I'm trying to build uh, communication by killing them like 10 more each day. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a tone. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's pretty bizarre. Yeah. Um, is, is it fun to play? Yeah, it's does pretty it fun. Good? This does use an analog stick for movement, but it has the aiming things from Metroid Dread. Okay. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, and it has this mechanic where you build up heat on your gun as you shoot, and then that makes your melee track stronger. 
Okay. So you're really encouraged to be mixing that up all the time. Uh, you find different equipable sub weapons. So, so like I found a, a heat gun that would just use up a different energy bar and does heated shots, which work better on certain stuff. Okay. Um, but I, I had a ton of fun with this. This is really impressive. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Um, the name again? Uh, Ghost Song. Okay. But yeah, definitely. Definitely check that out. If you like Metroid at all, like you also have a run button, so you get to dictate when you do the weird Metroid spin jump by holding the run button. Holy uh, shit, what a concept. Otherwise, oh. you, you do a, like, a slight jog. Okay, cool. Yeah, they, it, it had just a ton of smart things. You get an air, a, a, like a dash that lets you dash your enemies and do air dashes too. And they also, I thought like for most of the demo, I think I played this over an hour. I was just punching with my, like you punch with the arm. But then it gave me a spear, and that totally changed my outlook for how this game played. Mm Because that was like, oh, you're just giving me a totally different melee weapon. It still has those mechanics of heating up, but I'm like, what other kind of weapons am I going to find? And it activates another whole thing of, like, you could find a lot of cool stuff in this. Uh, Content warning for anyone who's going to try to look up Ghost Song. You will run into search results for the Justin Bieber song Ghost. Uh Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. Beware. (laughs) Bieberware. (laughs) <laughs> um and then finally my final game uh-huh gigasword it does look pretty big relative to our dude here yes yeah, this whole game a is a big sword <laughs> it's built up much less like an action game and more like a puzzle game so it's all about using this gigantic sword to do stuff like like you see here you shove it in the pedestal and then it moves your sword up and then if you're not holding the sword, you have more movement options. Okay. So you jump higher and can grab onto ledges and stuff. So would you say this is a Lost Vikings-like? I don't know. I've not played that. Bob, I can assure you it is not like Lost Vikings. Okay. <laughs> no one would ship a game like that. Uh, but yeah, if you go down the next section, <laughs> you see him platforming. That's You can only do without the sword. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you use the giant sword to like move giant blocks like a uh, it'll have various puzzles based around moving blocks and putting them on heavy heavy objects or okay. putting them on buttons like you would in a Zelda. A lot of these are just straight up Zelda puzzles in 2D. Cool. Um, you can also shove the sword down anywhere. So if you want to hold down a button, you can with the sword. You can do that. You can. Um, God, what what other? You, there were just a ton of things you can do with the sword. Do, the sword acts as a key for a lot of doors, so you can't go through it a door without it a lot of the time. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, they just have tons of interesting ways to do that. And then for some reason, the end of the demo is a Souls-like boss. It's way too, way too hard. Huh. And uh, the combat in this is, does not feel great. You get a dodge roll, and your sword is super slow because it's huge. Okay. <laughs> Which is okay for fighting random enemies, but for, an en- or for a boss, it's like, yeah, I take like a ton of hits. It doesn't feel great. So... Oh, yeah. Also, it's got a structure kind of instead of being level based, it is like a Metroidvania, whereas it's just a ton of different directions to go. So you're trying to figure out the puzzles in this large area to find keys to let you into another area. Gotcha. And that's it. Okay, that's it. Uh, We're going to head over to KZ. KZ, what you've been playing? Uh, Let's see. Well, first up, I did, in fact, do uh, a Resident Evil 3 remake stream because they put out those next-gen versions, so I was able to check that one out. Uh, I could notice ray tracing. 
and uh, it looked good. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's Resident Evil 3. <laughs> There's not really much I could really glean from it besides a, a good way to justify me playing through it again. Uh, still really solid. Um, I kind of wish it had boss fights that weren't nemesis on all fours. Not not the biggest not the biggest fan of either time you fight him like that. Really, I thought mm -hmm. the the one in the circular outdoors area with the bricked uh, pavement next to that gate thing you move through after the battle. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I, I really like that neat. one because you put the, uh, the 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 mines the mines on the walls and he runs into yeah. Them. Like I, I like it in concept, but the first time you do it on like a fresh thing, mm. I feel like he just has way too much health both times. Where I'm like. Okay, you're we're doing it again. <laughs> we're doing we're doing the cycle again. Um, but aside from that, it's still solid. It's like it's like probably one of my lower Capcom games in recent memory. So an eight. <laughs> but yeah, still still enjoying that. I've been also tearing through Monster Hunter Rise, trying to get prepped for the Sunbreak expansion at the end of the month. That's still uh, that's still really great. I'd love for Steam to stop having outages whenever I want to stream a video game. That that's been a bit of a mess. I've oh had, yeah, yeah. I've had two moments where it's like, yeah, we can't we can't finish group stuff together because of that. Um, I love Troy Baker. Also, real oh, great guy. That's that's great. What a random comment to bring up right now. Yeah, because she's on Monster Hunter Rise, right? Yeah, <laughs> they got they got a lot of anime VAs over in there. Um. I also made sure to fail the quick time event at the end of Resident Evil 3 Remake. That's uh, important. In case, in case people missed uh, what happens when that... <laughs> when, you, when you screw that up. Which is so real funny. Good. So good. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I think... I think that's all I, uh... I think that's all the regular games I play. I'm, try I'm struggling because, you know, the weeks go on. And it's a, it's a bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I did, um... I did start watching a watching an anime kaiji recently. I've been pouring through binging binging that. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, the concept of a uh, a a shitty dude who uh, doesn't amount to anything uh, taking on a bunch of debt and then having to play uh, death games made by the yakuza, or else they will force him into a labor camp for over a decade to to pay off all of the money. Yeah, it's uh, basically like I need money and there's like two doors and one says get a job and the other says tic-tac-toe but you die if you lose and then he runs to the, the right door. Yeah, uh, to, to give wise. people an idea of whether or not they could tolerate this anime. Um, one of the games is, alright, you're going to play a very basic card game. Uh, you're going to and we're going to put this cuff thing on your ear with a drill on it. And you're going to bet based on millimeters. And whenever you lose that bet, we're going to drill into your ear with those millimeters. And uh, if you hit 30, it's going to pierce your eardrum. Oh. And at first, I'm like, okay, so it's only really bad at the end. But it's so loud inside his ear. I was like, this, this show gives me insane anxiety. And there's a, a few fucked up things like that throughout that make me scream at my screen whenever I'm watching it. Uh, highly recommended, though, if, if you can stomach it. It, it's okay. Clearly, from this image Dan's pulled up, he does not have a eardrum. It's fine. <laughs> yes. It, it, it's really good if you want to see someone make some of the worst decisions you've ever seen constantly. Oh, yeah. He's stupid, stupid. It's. Uh, <laughs> I oh. turned into Riddler <laughs> in, in the Batman toward, toward the end of the first that, season. 
He I, does too, like every other episode. I, I assume this was about him being some super Chad who just does everything amazingly. Just oh, showing the different no. pictures I've he seen. Is it the is a mix of a super Chad. It is a mix of he makes some like plans that are like super Chad. Like if oh you observe something really interesting, but you're making the worst decisions I've ever seen. Come on. Yeah, basically, if he wasn't a colossal dipshit who got really arrogant frame one every single time, maybe he could be a super Chad. But it's like, <laughs> things are slightly going in my direction. I can be a dipshit, and then all his limbs fly off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, Sentai has like a, a Blu-ray, I picked that up, that has both seasons that uh, happened over a course of a few years. Uh, real good, real good. But that, that I, think, I think that was my week. For the most part, at least stuff I'm, I'm down with uh, talking about. Okay. Uh, hey, feel. Uh, I played a couple demos. Ooh. Uh, first, I played the Disgaea Six demo because it's real now. It's a real game. It's going to come out come out in a week. <laughs> yes. Um, Whoa. Uh, and then I found out that uh, uh, Nisa, being Nisa, might have fucked something up in this demo. Won't actually carry over progress to the main game. What? <sighs> Even though it did on Switch. That's right? just what I'm hearing. I have no idea if it's true or not. But, I will uh, lose my mind. NIS, stop. How do you fumble this much? Uh, but it, it doesn't really matter because the demo is 30 minutes long anyway. So it's like, who cares? Okay, it's not the situation like last time where it's like, yeah, just play the first chapter of the game. It, it gives you the first two chapters. But it's they're so short. Okay. Um... I'm really excited for it now because this is the best Disgaea protagonist we've had in a while. Because uh, I was uh, the protagonist of a Disgaea game needs to be like a little stupid scrunko dipshit. Yeah, no, he needs to be cringe. And we the... don't need we we don't need. Oh, he's the, the Zed is his name because he's a super zombie. He is super cringe. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good. I I like it when they're pathetic. Though I though I did enjoy two and fives a little bit, but. I need the fucked up Scrimblo like Mao. Yeah, he's he's not super pathetic, but he's like constantly screaming and cackling. And uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, it, like in the demo, he, he, you end up fighting because uh, because the, the gimmick of this game is that you're trying to destroy the strongest god of destruction to have ever existed. And what I and uh, the the Zed has the power of super reincarnation, which means he comes back to life whenever he dies as long as he doesn't give up. But he comes back to life somewhere entirely different. So uh, the dog, the zombie dog, who has like a very deep voice and is like almost the mentor character, your base, because you, you always have a, disga a base in these disguise games where you like run around and then you like sortie out to the maps. In this, it's a, like a four-dimensional, like it's like a pocket dimension because you're constantly moving around like at the end of the first chapter you die and you revive in like human fantasy world so i assume each each chapter is going to be like you died again uh you're now in a different genre of anime oh, okay that should be but fun. uh but one of, but one of like the, the moments that really uh got me to zed uh and, and the fact this game is 3d now means they can have cutscenes. Ooh, like rudimentary ones, but still. But there's, you have to fight the human hero who who got owned so many times by the god of destruction that it destroyed his spirit, and he became like a weird shut in. 
uh, uh, who and he is voiced by Spike Spencer, making the most pathetic voice I've ever heard a human being oh. make. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he's like the ki- the king of the human world who joins your party because he's like, I'll give you money. And then it says he joined. It says, uh, I think it says Zed got a new wallet. That's what it says when he joins the party. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the human hero, you beat him. And he's like, oh, I just revive instantly as soon as I die. And Zed goes, so you're good for grinding levels. <laughs> and then there's a cut scene where Zed kills him like eight times in one in the one scene. <laughs> Uh, this game looks really crisp at 4K. It also runs good now and loads fast, which are both very important. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, there have been sacrifices though, like team attacks, because in a Desai game, uh, if you position your characters right and then use an attack, they'll like team up and you'll get maybe like a funny animation of, uh, like in Disgaea 5, one of the animations was for a four person team attack was, Three of them form the pillar that Mercenary Tau rides on in Dragon Ball, and then the yes. fourth one jumps on it and rides it into them. All those animations are gone now. That's, because that's because, because they, I guess they didn't have time to remake them all in 3D. Um, so, there's, so team attacks like no longer have a visual element to them at all outside of um, like the cut-ins of the characters' faces. That's lame. <laughs> Uh, also, all attacks now take place in the attack dimension, which isn't a problem on the PS5 because they load instantly. Uh, but it, it is weird to like teleport to the pocket dimension where you do a move for every single move. But, yeah, but some even, of them can look cinematic now, so that's neat. Is that even including just regular hit, like normal hits? No, 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 not regular attacks. Okay. Yeah, so that's what kind of thinks. It, this, like, this, it was cool game, to see those large areas. This game really seems like it it might have been intended to be a mobile game at some point because there's stuff like like the auto battle thing uh, is like a mobile feature, but also you no longer gain levels inside battle, inside fights anymore. You get all your experience at the end. Huh. huh. Which is like a mobile game thing. Uh... They've really inflated all of the stats and levels because now the level cap is 9,900,000. It's seven nines. It's seven nines. I'm not sure how I like that yet. I'll have to get the full game because it because I always liked how in a Disgaea game it was like, yeah, that the main campaign is level one to 100. And it, they do get like, obviously, if you're fighting the strongest thing to have ever existed, they had, I, I feel like that's the reason they scaled it up. Yeah, I think that that's them realizing the whole idea with this guy is no, the numbers are big, like stupidly big. Yeah, make but, them bigger. <laughs> but that almost feels like it has the negative effect because, like, it doesn't feel good when a level 30 character can deal a lot of damage to my level 120 character because you get up to like level 60 after the first battle. Huh. Oh. So I'm worried that they, they would have, they kind of like granulated the satisfaction out of their number system. Yeah, that's bizarre. Right? Yeah, I didn't think it would do that. Also, like, you start with, like, 40,000 HP at level one. Like, and I I don't even understand how stats are supposed to work. I don't know if they're lying to me or (laughs) what, because when the the basic weapon has 3,000 attack, 
and like two tiers up has 3,200 attack. I'm like, is there, is there something I'm not figuring out here? I, I can't tell if there's like, no, no, like, like the first two did like the, fir- the back three digits of your stats are fake. <laughs> I'd be messed but, up. But I guess I'll, ha- I guess I'll have to see when the full game comes out. Uh, the story seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm excited for that. Uh, there's a, there's been a lot of streamlining. Uh, for example, you no longer have to go to the hospital to heal your characters. They heal automatically, and the hospital is just to pick up rewards for getting beaten up. That's good. Uh, there's also, like, a quest board. So now it's like, kill this many of this enemy, and you get, like, a bunch of free mana, which is what you use to, like, create characters and pass bills and stuff. So they, so they added that. They've added a bunch of new mechanics for powering up your characters, which are neat. They also added some nuance to the reincarnation system, which every, every Disgaea game has had a reincarnation system, which is basically your character goes back to level one, and I think it's how that's, this is how it works, at least in some of them, but, but they keep a percentage of their stats, and their stat growths are now way higher. Mm-hmm. So they, they've kept that, but also it gives you like a currency to use to upgrade the characters based on what level they were when you reincarnated. And it says you can like upgrade their abilities and like their mo- how far they can move and their number of counterattacks and stuff. Uh, they also made the geo panel shit work way faster, which is much appreciated because oh, it, because waiting four minutes for my chain to go off was fun the first time, <laughs> <laughs> right? But but now now it's much much faster. Uh, so yeah, it seems like it's gonna be good. I'm I'm excited to pick it up and play, play a version of that game that. Uh, the where I don't have to make the looks like shit versus runs like shit decision, and regardless of my choice, suck up like ninety second load times to get into levels. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, uh, Prennies are Brian Beacock now, and I can't deal with that because C- he's just doing the Monokuma voice. Oh God, that's who that is. <laughs> I wonder what happened to old Prenny uh, voice. That's there. I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, Brian Beacock, looking up who the printies were in this game, because I'm like, I've heard them before. Who the hell are they? But looking up, I discovered that Brian Beacock is also Yumi Chika in Bleach, which I could not place at all hearing him. Oh. But now I kind of can. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but yeah, I'm really excited. I, a, a lot of people who did play it on Switch are like, no, this is the best disguise story in like three or four games. Oh, damn. That's good. And, I, and I'm happy about that. Uh, the other demo I played was the Saints Row Boss Factory. Oh, oh no. Let's go. Uh, it feels like they really became a slave to their own aesthetic. Where it's like, no, like we want to give you goofy things, but we don't want to let you actually create a horrible monster. So we're going to really limit you in all these ways. Huh. Where it's like you can't you can be kind of chunky, but you can't really be huge and fat. You can like we we have a bulge slider, but it really doesn't do anything. This is erasure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like you can control your face, but you can't really make like some hideous monster monster person. It just like it really is like I'm not sure they're making the right decisions with this game. 
Uh, you you did get you do get to pick the voices, and some of them are fine. I think it's weird that like they're not equivalent between like male and female, because like because because there's like girl cowboy, but there is no boy cowboy. Oh. Huh. And there's like there's like girl British, but no boy British. I I didn't hear. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So, so it's 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 weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it felt so limited to me compared to to two and three that I'm like, what are you doing? But whatever. Well, I'll see when it comes out if it's, if it's on Game Pass. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I will not find out. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other than that, I started playing a classic PlayStation 1 RPG, uh, that being Legend of Legaia. And if you don't know what that is, that is a Sony sort of first party because it was partially developed by Contrail, which was a Sony first party studio they made to go make games with other studios. This, this, uh, is, this is the face I make when people don't know what Legend of Legaia is. I, I just, <laughs> I get uh, that. <laughs> I included oh, that I image so you eyebrows. could... I included that image so you could zoom in on the great, uh, obviously evil characters, Vegeta face, <laughs> his, low, his low poly Vegeta face. <laughs> oh, man, he even has the pointed ears. <laughs> no, not, not. Yeah, not that guy. The guy to his right. Oh, is there? Huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> One moment. Did you do this shit on purpose? We just, we just, oh, shit. Da -da. <laughs> He's so ripped. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know what Legend of Legaia is, it is a it is a turn-based RPG. I should have put this guy you, in the thumbnail. <laughs> like, why is it got you, Luke Street Fighter arms? Because, because, this, because, this, because this game is an early 3D game. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you're, the way you do combat is, uh, as your character's levels go up, you get more of like a bar, and you fill the bar with directions, up, right, down, left. And if you do the right ones, you do fighting game moves, and it looks very Tekken-esque. Yes. It's very cool. Uh, and when you defend, when you defend, uh, the bar gets longer for one round, so you can, like, power up and do a real big combo. And, and it even has, it, it even has, like, chaining, where, so if a move is, like, up, down, up, and then another move is, like, up, right, left, you can go up, down, up, right, left, and it'll do both. Yeah. Uh, and some of the moves, some of the special moves can take more inputs or less to do absolutely ridiculous stuff, like five move inputs. Legend of the Guy is great. I love this fucking game. And yeah, then I was it, informed two existed at the same time I was informed it sucked. So it was like a <laughs> see, real rocket ride there. See, I'd like to play two again because I only played it once. Mm. And I think the disc I had was damaged because it would take like a solid minute to get into a battle. And that didn't seem right. Yeah, I still have yet to even boot it once. So yeah, maybe at the same time we're gonna have to go check out Legend of the Guy too. <laughs> uh, playing this this game is neat, but playing it really makes you aware of uh, how advanced Square SquareSoft's presentation was in that gen. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. while the main characters, like all of these characters in the screenshot that Dan showed, were were primary characters. So they all look pretty good. Uh, NPCs look a little bit less good, like the mm. image I posted after where you can see a couple of the uh, bimbo-fied girl NPCs who constantly oh. walk pushing out their chests and waving their hands behind them. Here, let me just... I'm going to zoom in correctly this time. This time, I'll definitely find the bimbo. One moment. 
I think this is this is it. Is this not the bimbo? Oh wait, one second. <laughs> Shaped like a chess piece. I, I know, right? Like someone has to pick her up and put her down. God. She's got, all, she's got the world's most restrictive corset on. Right. <laughs> and, and that's like every that's every female NPC in this area. Cool. Mm. Uh and some of the areas are really rudimentary also. Yeah. Some look okay, but a lot are like really, really basic looking. Uh, this game's neat. I wish I, I, I'm not sure if there's nuance to the combat. I don't understand. Cause I have, I have beaten this once and then I got filtered four times before that. Cause the back end of legend of Ligaya is rough in, in, in the sense of just like, here's a boss to beat your ass. Here's a boss to beat your ass. Here's a boss to beat your ass. And it's like, it's like, every other boss for the entire last third of the game. I will have nightmares about that night dude in the tower forever. He just shows up out of a portal and is like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then he does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I wish there was like, because some, sometimes your combos can like knock an enemy prone, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I wish there was like more fighting game elements of like, oh, you knocked them on their back. So now now their turn comes last or they even lose their turn mm -hmm. or you can put them into like a stun state. But it, do it, do it doesn't have anything like that. Meanwhile, it's the person who made it, it's like, I think it looks cool. It does look cool. <laughs> and, and a couple of combos even do other things, I think. But I think there's only like two in the entire game that do like a status effect. Yeah, I don't remember that being a common thing. It's it's mostly like just just do the biggest one you can. Uh, so that's really neat. I'm having a lot of fun with that, and uh, that's all I played. Oh, well, do you know what I was doing during you talking about Disguise Six? Getting the Pod Lords ready. Uh, yeah, they didn't have transitions until just said. That's right, everyone. It's time to talk about the pod lords <laughs> oh my what? God. What? why is ethan shabowski there because i paused a youtube video on this frame and it was really good man you're making him seem really big he's <laughs> fucking enormous he's like are you prepared for the death you've earned little man question how many phone books is he standing on th th thank you for the broiled chicken recipe ethan shabowski his recipes are pretty good anyways yes that's right the Podlords. Oh shit. Podlords such as wait, I'm doing this completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm still working this out. E Lee Broyles. Do not pursue Oh my god, where did it go? Okay, there you are. That's the actual thing. Do not pursue Woe Long. Okay, one second. I think this thing's set to auto. We're just we're just gonna we're gonna pause this one. Oh, more we're behind guys. we're behind the veil. Oh god, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Everyone oh, still be safe for the pod lord so. We're gonna we're gonna restart it. Everyone pretend this is the first time, even though I'm not even gonna edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> I love live shows. They're the future. Yes, that's right. The Podlords, <laughs> Pod such as. Okay, how did these two get switched? That's the one thing I don't know. <laughs> Can I click and drag? There we go! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right! Oh my god! <laughs> the Podlords. 
Potlord such <laughs> such as E. Lee Bryles. Do not pursue Woe Long. I don't understand. Guys? <laughs> what? I don't understand what happened here. Are th I'm oh, I correct see the this duration way. thing there. Is it, is it doing it all no, the no, time? No, no, no. No, that's not. It shuffled <laughs> some of the images. I think we're going to be good now. Hopefully, Ethan gives us his blessing. Yes, Please. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Podlords. Oh, fuck. Podlords such as Ely Royals, man. He got credited a lot this episode. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Do not pursue Woe Long. Okay. Pointy is an atmospheric first-person horror adventure game developed <laughs> and published by Netflix Gaming. Somber tapestry. It's oh, pointing time. Yeah, I'm beginning to point. Red Blaze 27. Please work correctly for the love of God. No, it is not. Oh my God. What happened? You <laughs> go up here. You. Okay. I'm going to have an anxiety attack. Okay, this looks like it's. We're just going to carry it from here. Breaking Benjamin Shapiro. <laughs> Why? Suzu Shiro, Emperor Zero, Shiba Yagato. No bit this week. Enjoy another wholesome Yu-Gi-Oh! Scrimblo. Let's oh, go, hey, Madolce Hoot Cake. Just hanging out. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how that happening? just happened. I'm gonna click again and see where we end up. Why is she so majestic? <laughs> oh. God I don't help know. us. One under one shade is majestic, unlike this Podlord segment. One under one shades of wonderful remastered. WTF, Spider Man. Mr. I like Poipy. Oh, oh my God. Okay. What is this hair? <laughs> it rules. Look at, look at that hand. <laughs> they should have called it the Summer Game Festering Hellhole with the amount of nothing that was shown. The show was <laughs> DFW3K. You thought it would be a pointy podler, but it was me, Metal Hellsinger! Oh my god. <laughs> Shiny Mew braces for more summer of gaming. Shiny Mew has transformed into a real life cat. <laughs> nice. Congrats. Hell yeah. Kristen. Pointy Figma Nendo, when? Oh my god. Him. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this went pretty flawlessly outside of it shuffling the first five. Yeah. Kyle Bjork. BN12. I may be a podlord, but thank you, other podlords, for making me laugh. One day, I'll have a good bit. Maddie Moe. Iron Aggro, Blinged Blue, Schlinged its Poo, Monster Hunter, Ryzen and Raiden, The Thruple Direct, hosted by Tim Schafer. <coughs> Jesus. The, what? The, what? Thruple. I mean that that that's the term for three people in a in a relationship. Why why Tim Schafer though? Teeth. Oh <laughs> no. Fuck you, Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, I knew this shit was Jordan. Ghost, ghost chomping at his feet. 
guile when he blocks the Ken Masters dollar store EX husband, Dragon Punch on Wake Up. Podlord, I is really appreciate <laughs> Yes, it absolutely is. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate EX husband. Because <laughs> that's the move. EX husband, Dragon Punch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wake the up, EX divorce. The Bernie Burger, now three times tastier at McZeon's. <laughs> oh, no. If AG had a nickel for every dating sim about birds, they'd have two nickels, which isn't much, but need it happen twice. <laughs> I feel like there's probably more than that. I feel like that has to be the case. Unironic Persona 3 Portable Enjoyer. <laughs> I hope you like Super Eagle. <laughs> We are all different, and all in hell. His name is Montgomery Mortimer Muddlesworth, and his favorite snack is microwaved egg. Indigo Sykes. G off nightly <laughs> implies the existence of G on daily. <laughs> Netflix shut the fuck up challenge. <sighs> oh fuck. It's the Raccoon Lords. Ooh. Got sick, ho, so enjoy more Jack Columbo, hee-ho. One she more thing, ho. <laughs> Just one more thing, ho. Shinji16 is extremely sad. None of his mutuals play Legends of Runeterra and feels overall it's highly underappreciated. This creature right here looks like the oatmeal druid. <laughs> oh. oh. Virvarm. Literally me. Best <laughs> film news of the week. I can. <laughs> Kezuna I. Oh my god, that's horrible. Oh, no. Reach heaven through violence. The Super Mim. Lane's World 25. The Hardem continues antheming on his launch Xbox One, granting him the power of frame by frame. I was reminded of Spider-Man's past sins. Now everyone needs to suffer. Sarlene. No bet here. Must beat the new Monster Hunter demo in record time. Uh, <laughs> Yeah! Is he... Is that like the inescapable pointy hug? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Death seal grip. grip. <laughs> He's going to do a chowtzu move. Ram. And Ram, thank you very much to our pod lords. Thank you. Thank you, pod lords. <laughs> good gift. Hell yeah, it is. And people watching this live had the entire Bob segment to realize these first two tabs were Matrix gifts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that, and I went, oh, God, the podlers are going to be so funny. <laughs> and if you would like to become a podler, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach, our Bleach review podcast, where we review all of Bleach, even all the filler arcs, even the Bount arc, the most legendarily bad piece of filler ever. I have to live with Jinkaria in my brain for the rest of my life. You should too. Uh, extended armchair dev pitches and gamer premonition premonitions when we have ideas that the format of those shows force us to leave on the floor 
or a dog can eat them. And a patron exclusive show one a month where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and then talk about. That's uh, patreon.com slash GB podcast. And if you don't have any money, you can always help us by telling your friends, which is even easier now that we're doing this show live. That's patreon.com slash GB podcast. Yeah, you could even host this show you can on your own Twitch channel. Host the channel or rate us in the middle of the live show. <laughs> you know, if everyone watching this now hosted, we would be the most channel uh, hosted channel on Twitch. And probably still not get additional viewers, but who knows? Who knows? Only one way to find out. <sighs> Patreon.com slash GB podcast. I heard we might have news. Well, do we have news? Yeah. A chunklet. Yeah, it's almost like there's a summer of gaming happening. That was a thing? I know, right? I don't My remember. body tells me it did happen. Hmm. Hmm. Bring that up over here. Let me see. Mm. Let me let me look at this news. <laughs> okay. Oh, now the plugin to change the color of the background of Google Docs works and makes it literally unreadable. Thank you. Yeah, that had, yeah, that also happened to me. How oh, cool! Boy. I had to bring everything back to default and cry. Yeah, let me let me find my up. Oh, there we go. Turn that off. Okay, and then just reload mm -hmm. the page. And there we go. I can read it now. Ada, ada. Uh, let's go through. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's not a good angle to this. No, there isn't. We're going to save hype stuff for later. So let's start with feel. Because ah, feels, okay. feels news did not largely happen today. One thing did. Uh, let, me, let me pull up the news. I was doing other bookkeeping. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where is it? It's up. Scroll up through all the images. There's the news. I hope everyone uh, let's enjoyed talk about, the let's, very let's neat Podlord segment. Let's, let's talk about the Wholesome Direct. Uh, I've only put in the games that interested me personally because there was 100 games in 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was Pass Part Out 2, a game where you're in a small town and you draw things for people using like an actual like paint type thing so you can make really goofy signs and such. It looked neat and charming. There was also Snuffkin, Melody of Moomin Valley, a Moomin licensed game. Uh, and then, then there was Bread and Fred, a game about two penguins tethered together. So it's like a platformer that has a, uh, what is that series called? Ice Climbers. Umi Harakawa say it has like uh, Umi Harakawa uh, say esque mechanics. I I described that as ice. Uh, somebody saw Ice Climbers and Smash Brothers and made it what they thought their 3D platformer would be. And I'm and like, like, that's like, better because that's better because uh, because Ice Climbers is kind of bad. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of definitely only ex acceptable in that first like six months the NES is out, where it's just like, oh, uh, this is this is neat as an arcade at home experience. I paid too much for. Then there was Kaichu, a Chu as in Kiss, a Kaiju dating sim where monsters date and that makes them either stop or destroy things. It was unclear from the trailer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, then Mika in the Witch's Mountain and Frogun, which Bob already talked about. Don't need to go into those. Mm -hmm. Also, the Wandering Village, which Bob already talked about. So we don't need to talk about that. 
then Bilkin's Folly, a, it is a sprite-based adventure game about a Guybrush Threepwood-esque guy with a big nose. It had a really nice sprite art. I might check it out. Then finally, and I think this was the winner of the Wholesome Direct, uh, A Frog's Tale <laughs> is an RPG with really obvious Mario, Mario and Luigi influences and rhythm mechanics, and it had a Kickstarter, which I've already contributed to. It looks really sick. Did. Uh, and I think they've hit their goal already. I'll check right now, actually. Oh, yeah, this thing. That's pretty cute. Yeah, it hit its goal. It just broke through oh. a 1500 above it. Good. Great. This is not the one that just literally had the Mario RPG text yeah. in the title. Yes, but, That's but, good. But, was, yeah. but was not a turn-based RPG. Mm. Uh, future game showcase, same thing, only the things that fired my neurons. Uh, Morbid Metal, a DMC-esque action game made by one guy starring a robot samurai with like a gigantic cleaver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was morbid time. Yeah. Yeah, it looks I'm real neat. I'm beginning to morbid. Uh, Turbo Golf Racing, which is Rocket League, but golf. You're I driving was... a car and like backflipping mm. your ball into the hole. I'm pretty interested. Yeah. Then uh, Sun Sunday Gold, a turn-based RPG about our detectives in a dystopian city. That was a thing that had kind of like a Disco Elysium-esque vibe to it. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And then uh, finally, we got a Pal World trailer. That game continues to look insane. I'm really... If it's, if it's not just all lies. I that's definitely that That's definitely in the same uh, vein as like Dokev. Where it's like, is, is, is any of this real? Or am I having a hallucination? Can I really shove my scrunko into a rocket launcher and use it to blow up a sentry tower? Yeah, I, th I think it's real. It, what they've shown looks in-engine enough for me to believe them. <laughs> Though it's insane and I have no idea what the structure will be. I'm very excited to sell Pikachu into wage slavery. It's yes. literally going to be the most iconic, powerful writing in a video game since Spec Ops The Line. <laughs> God, I hope. I hope we can use white phosphorus in that game. Uh, as the protagonist of uh, Demon Turf would say, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn got leaked by the PSN store. That entire NVIDIA leak was fucking real. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. Yep. I wonder how much Nvidia is like the the fucking black sheep of the entire industry now cuz it's like you leaked all of our games for the next 5 years and you <laughs> did it for your shitty streaming platform. Oh. I'm yeah. sure they're jumping at the chance to be on that. Uh, yeah, but the leak specifically rough. called this a remaster, so I imagine it's just the PSP game but with some like bells and whistles, which good. That's what I want. Yeah, it was really weird when this surfaced on the PSN store, like, backend, the API, but then didn't materialize? Yeah, we had all these I events, but nothing got actually announced. I, assu yeah. I assume I assume that this is going to be Nintendo Direct fodder, because they, they seem to really, because they were Chrono Cross remastered, and a couple other things. I think they were also Legend of Mana remastered, 
Yeah, so I, think I remember. That, I think that. Yeah, I remember some PS remasters that just only appeared there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I assume it's just going to be like the where we were saving that for the Nintendo Direct. Uh, some more Nintendo loot news. Uh, and and now so much stuff, so many screenshots of this that come out. It's one hundred percent real. Uh, there's a new Fire Emblem coming. Yep. Uh, it it is according to, le- to to insiders has been done for a year. It's still so crazy. Nintendo's Nintendo the that. funniest um, motherfuckers in the industry. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God. Uh, Koei Tecmo is helping again. They were like, uh, three houses looked like shit, so we're going to get Gust, who develops the Atelier games, probably the like uh, poster child for making a JRPG type game on a budget. Uh, they're, they're helping with the visuals now, and it it does look much much better from the even from these the grainy screenshots we got. Uh. The protagonist has sw- has switched Joy-Con hair. Yes. God. Yeah, they do. <laughs> or half of it is red and half of it is blue. And I'm like, that, that's not neat. We need more protagonists that just look like VTubers. The, the, the protagonist is the play it loud campaign turned into a human. Her hands are going to be I, transparent. I, I, and and purple. I, do, I do wonder if that's just her. Or if there's if there's an if there's like a, a boy version, too. Yeah, they, they seem to be doing that frequently where it's just choose your gender at the beginning. Yeah, they've done that for everyone since Awakening, so it's been almost a decade now. Right. Except for the one that was a remake of Second of Gaiden, because obviously they couldn't do it there. But yeah, uh, it looks nice. Uh, I, I'm assuming I, it'll be really funny if it's at the next Nintendo Direct, because I think that th- the 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 Musou one is coming out next Friday, and the Direct is after that, so it'd be like, it's out now, here's the real one. Yeah, I assume it is, this whole thing is just we don't want to talk about it before we get this other three houses one out. We need that it, to be it, out. It, it, could be... Al- it could also be like we're sitting on a bunch of games for something happening in the first quarter of next year. <laughs> what could that possibly be? Nothing. What, who's asking? Well, don't we, worry about we it. De- we definitely won't see Metroid Prime 4 somewhere in that vicinity, possibly. These things are uh, impossible to protect. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw is coming back in some capacity. We have no idea what. They just said it was happening. <laughs> that was nice of them. Yeah, I assume it'd just be a port, but who knows? I would like a version of that game that ran. Yes. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, so uh, Activision, Activision released their road content map uh, for Overwatch 2 and open beta. Sign up okay. for it. They yeah. also released their internal investigation. Activision has completed its investigation into Activision and found that Activision has done nothing wrong. God. Hey. The, the Obama giving Obama the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> joke has never been more fitting. It's so bad. How, why would you and even it, it release was, this? <laughs> it was literally right on top of it. It was, it was so transparently co- collaborated. It's pathetic. And uh, so, so we don't end off my segment with something... Uh, depressing dragon's dogma 2 got announced yay thank you thank you itsuno uh we don't we all all we got is like the title card which makes sense because capcom has mostly has lately really been like now we're going to show this game when it's like eight months out and mostly done yeah i would really like a port of one to the ps4 that was like 65 for sure yeah all they'd have to do is an update just uncap the frame rate Yeah. yeah that'd be great man who capped all these frame rates? <sighs> Who knows? Bag John Linneman. <laughs> God. To be fair, that's more of a Richard Ludbetter, well, you know, a cult leader versus <laughs> prime minister. It's, uh, 
it, fucking digital foundry headquarters and dan is out there like that don't let goku in video <laughs> but yeah where they didn't have a forward announcement i kind of wish that they just held off and were like okay let's sh let's show them dragon's dogma 2 when we can show them something because then it'll then it'll actually blow people away uh, I, I guess yeah. I guess they were like, we're not going to be quite ready in time for the anniversary, but we want to do it on the anniversary. And and, and Itsuno really wanted to pull open his shirt and reveal his, yes. uh, his jacket and reveal the Dragon's Dogma 2 shirt under it. Yeah, it's a similar to the Resident Evil 2 remake feeling, I guess. Yep. We do it. Yeah. yeah, we do it. Yeah. Well, that, that's all my news. Um, uh, hmm. I was going to ask you, Dan, uh, there's something missing from this document. I was hoping you would uh, uh, get get through it earlier than later. Hmm, what's up? Halo news. <laughs> mm, you Halo wrote news? about adding it into our document, and then I don't think it got in. <clears throat> Bob, did you see what happened with Halo Infinite? No, I just haven't oh, been looking. Lucky you. Oh, no. Hey, hey Bob. Hey, what's up? Uh, Juneteenth. Uh, oh, no, this. <laughs> They added some celebratory cosmetics for Juneteenth into Halo Infinite. Did you know there's a thing on the back end of the original Bungie engine, which clearly is still powering some of this stuff, uh -huh. where it just fills slots. This is the alleged story. It fills slots with the word Bonobo, because that's the name of the back end toolkit. Okay. What is that? A Bonobo is a fucking monkey. So somebody forgot to fill out the name for the Juneteenth fucking... I seriously went, this better be a Twitter account making shit up. And then it wasn't. They changed the name two more times immediately after it's, people started noticing. Uh, they changed it to Freedom, and then they were worried they might get a backlash that way, I bet. So then they just changed it to Juneteenth, and then fucking walked away. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. Come on, guys. What? Yeah, I don't know, but um, as, as someone who always thought that was a cute name for an animal, this is the most cursed fucking baggage they have attached to this. Yeah, this, is like, this is like the perfect storm of nightmare. And it's like, you can imagine the original person who made those tools in the bungee engine is also kind of like me, where they're like, it's a funny sounding name for an ape or a monkey or whatever, that's cool. Right. No, <laughs> and then no it was thoughts like, for 30 years in the future. <laughs> right, right. Like, fucking, that shit probably was in Halo 1, maybe 2. So it's like, at, at, at bare minimum, 17 years into the future. Oh, yeah. That was uh, not great. That was a not great part of this last week. On a scale of the things that happened in the last week, that might be the worst. Um... Also, something that wasn't written in here, Exoprimal. Oh, yeah, they released that gameplay snippet. Yeah, they just released oh, yeah. 15 minutes uncut. So we now know a lot more about the literal structure of that game, okay? Yeah. Um, by the way, Bob, you haven't been able to see it because I've been covering it. Let okay. me pop it up over there so you can see. Uh, she's running the line. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so... Exoprimal, you know, they keep describing it as two different teams fight dinosaurs in a competition against each other, and you keep having this idea of, like, okay, so are they existing in the same space? Are they going to be able to shoot each other? Are you trying to shoot the same dinosaurs? And as it turns out, the first two, let's say, levels of this uh, match 
play out where you're in parallel dimensions, basically. And the AI just lets you know the other team got ahead of you. You are ahead of the other team. And occasionally you see flashes of holograms of the enemy team. Then you get to the payload at the third part. And it seems like you could just beat them there early and just start pushing. And whichever team gets their cube to the center while fighting off the dinosaurs wins. But they also show something completely cracked out. Wherein, I don't know if it's a specific suit. But it seemed to be an ultimate that occurs in the third part is you possess a Triceratops and start wrecking the enemy team. Yes. On their yeah. end of the map. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Uh, we found out one thing, though. That game has the funniest voice clip in the world. And I need that beta to, one, let me in. And two, let me turn down the music and the sound effects. Believe the voice volume up. Because it, it, what, what is the phrase it was saying? It's like deploying, de uh, de uh, deploying raptors. That are raptors spawned. Yeah, Something just the like way that. it says it is the funniest <laughs> shit. And it does it every 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, it's, that's going to be so dangerous with your dinosaur moats. Yes. No, that absolutely is a hilarious voice clip. And I'm like, that needs to go on the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, that game looks really neat. It looks like you could switch uh, your battle armor types mid-match. Mm -hmm. So you can go from being the shield guy to more of a sniper to deal with... God, what did they call the sniper titles? <laughs> something insane. Yeah, because it's literally like, like Sniper Rex or something. That, that, was, that was another one. Um, <laughs> it was really good because they had... You know, you're fighting off all these raptors and then you look up on the rooftops and there are, there are fucking dinosaur snipers. Yes, and it's really, really good. That game looks really promising. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. I hope the content is there. Yeah, there were Neosaurs. <sighs> that was good, too. Uh, I hope the content's there. The universe seems fun. The, the, the AI announcing all the waves is really funny. Like, they nailed it. Mm -hmm. I think the tone of it's perfect. Um, I'm very interested in yeah. that. I really hope I get into that. Yeah, hopefully. I, I think that the the beginning part of that's super encouraging, but that part where the payload pushing was two actual teams, I'm super worried about. That's what I worried the whole game was going to be. I'm hoping there are enough modes and variety uh -huh. so that way you can just find something that's better for you, right. you know, instead of needing to do the full hat trick. Because it is a hat trick. Like, yeah, it's literally it, it, three it, pretty different it, segments. Like, the first two segments, at least, are in the same zone. The third one literally loads you into a totally new area. It's like, this probably shouldn't even be here. <laughs> yeah, but, like, at least the second segment, what it demands of you is so different from the first. Because the first, you're, like, making your way, way through an area, and it's spawning them near you. And uh -huh. then the second is, they spawn way too many. Yes. And they're making their way across a bridge and then turning and coming towards you. And that's like, well, you need to start prioritizing this medium to long range. Otherwise, you're screwed. Um, also, they showed off the sword combat guy. He seemed pretty neat. With the cool flippy moves and other... Yeah, he has this move where he <laughs> kicks directly upward. This is always fun. That's uh, good. Uh, but yeah, I, I was happy they released that demo. I really need into that. I need... Let me in. <laughs> let me into that network test. <laughs> Please. Um, I guess from here, we'll go to Bob. Bob. All right, I wrote down everything in that Xbox Bethesda event. Do you want me to just start shooting? You can if you want. I can go shoot it or, or you, whichever. Uh, Redfall gameplay. <laughs> that looks so much worse than I expected. <laughs> I, too, was expecting something uh, higher end visually and more interesting immediately from a gameplay angle. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, doesn't it's, look it's heavily stylized even. Yeah. 
Yeah, it seems incredibly, like, basic. Like, they have some abilities and stuff that are not, like, standard shoot-bang, but, um... Yeah, I, I was expecting something a bit yeah, more colorful. It, 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 it's also, like, it's, like, comple a completely different game from what I expected also. I expected another, like, um... Like, Arcane-type thing. I expected something more like Prey. I guess yeah. is what I should say. And I expected something more like you had the town and Destiny. you had the vampire... I expected somebody to take Hunter's The Reckoning uh -huh. and turn it into a Destiny or Left 4 Dead-like or some something in between those two. And it just isn't quite there from a style angle. And the environment seems so much lower rent than I was expecting. Like it literally, I started comparing it to Phasmophobia. Yeah, no, this is a next-gen only game and it does not, you would never guess. No, you would, good lord, no. I would never assume that was a next-gen only. It doesn't really look it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Moving on. Hollow Knight Sil song is real, don't worry. <laughs> it's coming out on Game Pass day one. That That's neat. It, it It's weird that like, For me, it it's it's weird to announce like a value proposition to me as a consumer at a conference like this, in my opinion. Like it, it's weird to go, not hey bro, we got this. Now you don't have to buy it. It's like strange. Well, you need We're to in a strange you, new world. That that's all Game Pass is, though. So that's yeah. all we can talk about. I mean, this is the conference, right? And the conference is them letting you know why they're so good. So you get it on Game Pass. Their Game Pass is strong. Like, that's what they're trying to communicate to you. As a person who's excited about Hollow Knight Song, I imagine it is really bizarre, because it's like, I was going to buy it anyways, but that's neat. I'll, I'll, I'll probably still buy it, because I'll play it on PS5. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be out of Game Pass when this comes out anyway. And it's like, well, I'm not going to pay $15 for a month of Game Pass to play the game that will probably be 20 to $30. Right. Yeah, I, I, you know, for people who are interested in Hollow Knight, I feel like I had a somewhat similar, but obviously dialed down experience with Stray. Mm -hmm. They were like, Stray's coming for free on that PlayStation Plus tier, and I was like, I mean, I was planning on paying money for it because it yeah. looks neat. <laughs> got a funny cat on it. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got a tabby. Why wouldn't I want the tabby video game? Yeah. Uh, we got High on Life, a first-person shooter from Justin Roiland, which you know because the first four seconds you hear, ah, oh, jeez, and it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's, that, that's like, that's like his, is, is, is he like the modern version of Mr. Bill? See, I don't know. Oh, I was thinking God. he was the modern version of Bobcat Goldthwait. A little bit. There is a little bit of that energy, but also it's like he something bad happens and he goes, oh, jeez, oh, which is like Mr. Bill going, no, no. Oh, no. Is he? That's right, Mr. Bill. We made a new first-person shooter. Let's plug it in. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, the only thing I find interesting about this is somewhere in this resides Mike Staklasa and Rich Evans. Oh, yeah. Yes, that, they that's are, what I was going to say. We need to identify voices. them. They tweeted it out uh, when the game got announced. I was right. like, okay, now there's any reason for me to go in. I don't need a game that's Justin Roiland. I don't. It's, I, I, I want to be I also, able to hit Rich Evans and make him laugh. I also don't know, like, what its format is. Is it like an, R, is it like an RPG or like a linear or open I think, world or? i think it's just gonna be like imagine bullet storm but instead of being cool it's about jokes that justin roiland is going to say as the gun you play as 
Okay, that seems neat. It is funny to me that Rich and Mike keep ending up in things, and Jay never ends up in anything. Yeah, that's strange. I guess his voice isn't as iconic. Uh, I assume he I just know. doesn't want to. That's Pro- maybe, probably maybe that. Probably, I would assume that. Uh, there's this note here you wrote, Bob. All games in the showcase will release in the next twelve months. Yeah, they didn't air it, put it until this part of the conference, so I'm wondering if the games before this are not guaranteed. Well, High on Life's coming later this year. Silk Song. Uh, <laughs> when when Xbox tweeted Silk Song, they just said twelve months, twelve months, twelve months over and over again. Okay. 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 Um, we then hit the. Oh, are they bringing all of these games to? from riot to console and the answer was no no <laughs> uh if you have game pass you get all the guardians and league of legends and all the other things and all the other riot games and that's that's it that's what they announced I mean, here you and i thought get it was the XP weird boosts that's that, okay that's neat i i like i played red legends of rune terror for a while and like that so if i ever go back i'll definitely hook them up uh this also covers the league of legends what what is the mobile one? Wild Rift? Yes. Well, yeah, Wild Rift. They, they're supposed to bring Wild that Rift. to console at some they point. They are, which is what I thought this announcement was gonna be. That would have been cool, yeah. right? Um, But yeah. Anyways, that that was announced. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem. <laughs> it looked like uh, Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, but yeah, I, slightly I, I, the I, higher I, rent, I guess. I, I've seen a lot of footage of both of those games. And I'm like, what are they? Yeah, are they this stealth the f- games or this- these are these RPGs? Are they? This is the first one that gave me any sense because it w- showed a bunch of self segments. It showed her sneaking around and pushing dudes into waves of rats. So I kind of assume it's that. Hmm. Uh. After that, we got Forza Motorsport. Uh, gameplay was shown. Spring 2023 release date. Uh, as I said during the the conference. I went back and watched it in a 4K video because I assumed the stream really wasn't selling me on the fidelity. Right. And I still wasn't terribly sold on being impressed by the fidelity, even in the 4K video. Uh, The most impressive thing it does is that um, you see cars reflecting off of other cars Mm -hmm. and that that's, according to them, ray traced. And that's something Gran Turismo 7 doesn't do. Okay. Um... It looks fine. I still just something about their fidelity and their art style and the way it looks just does not remotely hit for me compared to Gran Turismo's fidelity. Like just that looks so much higher end to me. Yeah, it, it does just have a an off look where it doesn't like I think the only thing I saw in there was like, whoa, this looks really nice. Is was they, the they, damage stuff? No, actually. The, oh. When they zoom in on uh, one of the race car engines and it has like duct tubes on it, like they're oh, yeah. gold pl- plated and like, oh, that looks really nice. Yes. But then the damage was like, good, they have damage. Thank God. Because yeah. Grand Tour does, doesn't do that. And that sucks. But I think that the damage looked kind of plain. Like it, it did just and, like a generic map of like it'll go to this model that is the damage model and he's saying stuff like every scrape individually happens like no that clearly yeah, that just was, one thing is all all done that seemed like total horseshit when he's like procedurally each scrape is done individually and I'm like uh yeah just like it wasn't burnout revenge yeah I'm like, like thanks I, Peter Molyneux <laughs> uh, but yeah I don't know um 
I hope the I hope the damage is more dynamic than I currently suspect it to be. Mm-hmm. Because that was very clearly an artist made this pre-made damage model. Yeah, I mean it did. It doesn't he, look dynamic, really. Right. It's like the entire side of the card just damage. It doesn't doesn't even imply that there's the individual damages that could happen to smaller parts of the car. It just felt like very plain. Um. I'm glad they said it's coming out. Yes. I have been so fucking worried that Forza was fucking dead since, since the year that they launched the Series X. I've been like, please, please come back. I don't need Forza to fucking die. <laughs> I've seen enough bodies get buried at Microsoft. I don't need Forza to join them. Um, as a, as a, I think the course they showed has been there since Forza 1. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. That's what it looked like. Um, but I'm no Forza head. I have the last Forza they made with a number. Because th- this does not have a number. They no, took off the number. Number list. Which is still concerning. Because I'm worried it's games as a service. Yeah, probably um, is. But I, I bought seven. I have that lying around. I'm going to give that a chance sometime. Really try to dig into it. We're going to move on. Microsoft Flight Sim. New planes and a pelican from Halo. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Overwatch 2, free to play, like it should have been. <laughs> PvP early access starts October 4th. Yeah. New, new character hails from Thunderdome. <laughs> yes. Yes. Junker Queen. Yeah. I was surprised they said it's going to launch, I believe, with three new characters. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's another mystery one we don't know about yet. I mean, they certainly spend enough time making Overwatch 2 where it's like three characters should have come up for Overwatch yes. in that period uh, like of time. The, Honestly, like four. This yeah. really needs Easily, to happen. Yeah. Like, God, they need to get this going again because right now it's like, why'd you just let Overwatch die? <laughs> I yeah. don't know, but I'm excited for this transition to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ara Ara uh, is what we said <laughs> as we watched the trailer for Ara History Untold. It, yeah. Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> that happens. Do I, I get tra- that free? Do I get that for fucking free with Game Pass? Maybe I'll try it. I don't know. I would assume, but who knows? Because I don't I I know nothing about how the Elder Scrolls Online works. Like literally zero. Dude, all I know is everyone I knew who was really into Skyrim just seemed fucking pissed, which is Skyrim fans. And uh, good luck with the next Elder Scrolls yeah. because I think there's a really you could easily slip and make a game that is true to Elder Scrolls, but somehow Skyrim Bros fucking hate. It's well, very well, don't possible. worry. That's seven years from now, so it doesn't really matter. In, I mean, that's in the, in the immediate. Yeah, yeah. You remember a few years ago when uh, at a Bethesda E3, they're like, "Play this online game, and one of you will get a million dollars or some shit." Yes. Yeah, I remember. They've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout 76, The Pit, is launching in <laughs> September. Of all the things, I'm still dumbfounded. Uh, yeah, that's like, uh, I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's like, no, that isn't the worst Fallout 3 DLC. In fact, it's the second best, because most of Fallout 3's DLC was trash. But still, you, you should have picked Florida. <laughs> Only time feels ever going to say that sentence. Yep. Uh... Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels DLC looked awesome. Yes, it did. I'm tapping back in when this drops. Uh, 
unfortunately leaked, but this is coming out in July. July 19th, so that's awesome. Okay. They they have a really good track record over there with the Forza Horizon DLCs just being the hypest thing possible. Mm, like, that looked insane. Uh, next, we have uh, Arc 2. <laughs> we got to see Vin <laughs> Diesel again. Vin Diesel's like, okay. Cool. I've missed him. Come back next year. And we're like, okay. You fucking nailed it. I mean, you can only watch the trailer for Pitch Black enough times where he goes, Are you afraid of the dark? And I'm just like, that's the coolest <laughs> fucking sound in the world. I need to make that sound. They, and then $1,600 of audio equipment later, I finally could. <laughs> Yay! It's crazy in the middle of the show where we see a lot of gameplay. That we see Arc 2, it comes out next year, and we've not seen anything of what that game is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to have dinosaurs. That's it. That's all you need to know. It's got the diesel dinosaurs. Scorn! <laughs> An atmospheric <laughs> horror adventure developed by Ebb Software. Exactly. I'm excited to play that and know what it is. <laughs> it's gross looking. That's all we need oh, to yeah. know, I guess. <laughs> you start the game and they have to rip off your penis because it's too long. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to play that and be like, wow, they should have given Silent Hill to these guys. At least then it would have been a game. Honestly. Honestly, yeah. Flintlock, The Siege of Dawn, launching early 2023. It looks really cool. Uh, you know, you get a hatchet and musket. Animal compatriot that looks like that summon from Final Fantasy XV Carbuncle. Yeah, That was in the oh, demo yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Looked real cool. Uh, and, I, and I didn't know this, but it's being published by a, uh, by a worker co-op. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll Yo, oh, nice. definitely check awesome. that out. Uh... Then Minecraft Legends was announced, uh, which leaked a little bit before this, but technically leaked three years before this. <laughs> uh, it's apparently Pikmin Minecraft. It's like Overlord. Doing one of those. Okay. I'm interested. Yeah, I think in that extended Microsoft thing, they have like a giant chunk of it you can go watch. So, you know. Cool. Go see more nice. of that. Bob, I don't even... Okay. We'll, we'll cover the actual next thing before the thing I don't even remember. Lightyear Frontier... It's a farming game with mechs, so it tricked Agro into being interested. <laughs> yes! That's what it takes. This is how we get them. Uh, Gunfire Reborn? Uh, this is that game that we watched, and then everyone was like, yeah, that actually came out on PC like three years ago. It's got like an anime aesthetic, and it, you play as furries. Uh, it looked kind of bad. Okay. <laughs> but it's coming to Xbox in October. The Last Case of Benedict Fox. Uh, this was pretty cool. 2D gameplay, 3D gra graphics, kind of like a platformer sort of game as you try to solve some mysteries in this Cthulhu-powered universe. Because you, you seem to confer with demons. You do. Or it's just like, I can help you solve it. And just like me, when I'm passing out in my bed playing solitaire, because all of a sudden, the summer of gaming made me a 50-year-old man, and I went, yeah, I'll play solitaire on my fucking phone if it helps me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> solitaire is ambient the card game. It is. Uh, I'm serious, Bob. I've played a lot of games of solitaire over the last three days. I've noticed. You, you start playing it while I'm driving you home, even. <laughs> I was pre-gaming. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, time to pass out in Bob's car. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the, the last case of Benedict Fox looks really cool. Agro and I were both very interested. You were pointing out, yeah. I was. <laughs> Absolutely. 
as dusk falls, the Tom no goes to narrative experience comes out July 19th. We're so close to going back to narrative. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Am I going to have time to watch all of Tom Goes to Mayor before I watch this so I could be peak insufferable? I hope it's on HBO Max. It should be, yeah. Yeah. Mm. God, there's some episodes of that because it's Tim and Eric where it's just Terrible. really, really bad. Yeah. Just absolutely. It's just so cringe you want to leave. <laughs> uh, Naraka Blade Point is coming to Xbox June 23rd with crossplay. Also, campaigns being added. That's oh, exciting. that's neat. What is Naraka Blade Point? You're our Naraka correspondent. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, battle royale with katanas and other melee weapons. And then you can find in the world like guns, too. But it's very much melee focused. It looks neat. Yeah. I, I enjoyed what I played of it. It definitely required higher specs than my PC has. So it coming to consoles is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to be able to play things on affordable hardware. Yeah. You also have a grappling hook, uh, which is a lot of fun to use. Ooh. Uh, this next game, Bob misread as Pentaveret. Now, today <laughs> I've went up this by misreading it even more as Pentium. <laughs> yes the pentium uh, finally uh if i take out my glasses it reads like antimins like the fucking snacks <laughs> <laughs> that is announced for november uh this is the low budget 2d obsidian story game uh which when we were hearing leaks about it they were comparing to disco elysium with all the choices and things yeah I'm, I'm i'm pretty excited for this one Grounded 1.0. You gonna play it, Bob? Absolutely not. <laughs> Never. You gonna play, Casey? Never. <laughs> I'm glad it's out so we can stop talking about it at shows. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, for I'm, anyone who doesn't follow, they should not up. They should not update it again and just put them on something else. <laughs> yes, absolutely. For anyone who doesn't know exactly what this is about, that's the Honey I Shrunk the Kids game, and there are giant fucking scary spiders. <laughs> and the arachnophobic mode changed literally nothing. Yeah, somehow they made it into an orb that's still spider-like and scary. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good giving games a chance for anyone who wants to see that. That did I, not help like, at all. <laughs> I like seeing chat in real time. Someone going, just put on that mode. Oh, wait. Lamau. <laughs> uh, Erebon Shadow Legacy sounds like a fake game. It does. Oh, yeah. This cool. is the game that I was super hyped for. You play as yeah. like some girl with shadow powers who can get, dive into shadows. Why shadow powers and never shadow lightning powers, Bob? I don't know, man. Anyways, Maybe that's an upgrade you get later. You dive into shadows? Yeah, you dive into shadows to do stealth combat. And looked really cool. You dive into shadows, start reviewing music. No. Uh, yeah, that looked neat. It was an interesting like 3D everything but fixed camera sort of up, top down, almost isometric. It was interesting. I don't think so. I'm pretty you don't sure it's a so? third-person camera. I didn't see the camera rotate from any angle but there, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm thinking of a different game where you dive into shadows. Show during summer games. I I'm gonna scream. Are. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna scream. Like, that sounds like One an indie sort of thing. This One is this much more high budget. I did not... <laughs> Bob, I am thinking of a different game during the fucking summer <laughs> yeah, games. Yeah, of course! That was about diving into shadows. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not going to worry about it. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Frog Shadow one. Fuck! Fuck! Sorry. Sorry. Moving on. Diablo 4 Necromancer. That was cool. They talked about the yeah. open world features. This actually seemed really cool. 
Yeah, this is the first uh, time it sounds like Diablo is moving forward since two. two. Yes, I can't. It, I can't play Diablo four until I play Diablo two. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sea of Thieves. <laughs> what what <laughs> features did they add? You Saving can name your, your boat. boat name. <laughs> oh. That was, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, that became our frame of reference for insane uh, quality of life update for all of Summer Games Pass. <laughs> yes. We just went, they're going to announce naming your save file. <laughs> like, whenever we would see other games. Uh, Ravenlock, coming 2023, plays a regular girl in a voxel world. Yeah, oh, I couldn't. That, I couldn't yeah. remember how to describe this because you're like a kind of normal-looking person, and then this very strange voxelized world with plants that eat you and stuff. I'm so pissed about thinking of the frog shadow game. <laughs> <some other> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it had a look. I hope it's good. It looked kind of neat. Next, uh, cocoon. Limbo guy. Yeah. Or person. 2023. Next. Whoa long. Fallen Destiny. It's uh it's got Team Ninja working on it. Romance of the Three Kingdoms game. Yeah. It what came was out. it? The director of Neo and the producer from what? Bloodborne. The Bloodborne, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they got Lubu in here. It looked pretty cool. And yeah, of course, it's yeah. coming to all platforms. Yeah. Some people were worried it wasn't. I was like, no, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did. Apparently, this game is going to have a jump and be more like action focused than the Thank Neo games were. Cool. God. Like, not, not more, but like have less of an RPG, like a, a equipment focus and more just a straightforward action game. They're like, they're going to focus more on martial arts and stuff for your combat kit in this. Cool. Yeah, I had a few things that got into that in Neo, but we, it'll be neat seeing a whole whole game around yeah. that and having a jump button. Please, everyone needs a jump button now. <laughs> we're past this. We're we're past not having a jump button in Souls Likes. Are you saying we've evolved past the need for not having a jump button? <laughs> yes. Uh, Persona ports, three portable, yeah. four golden, and five royale, all coming to Xbox and PC. Uh, three portables, terribly machine AI upscaled. It looks terrible. Yes. It does. Uh, uh, they're also going in like backwards order. So five's going to come first and then four, then three. Like five's coming out in October something on Xbox. Uh, and I oh. assume everywhere else for the ports. Well, and, and five Royals getting a PS5 update. Do we, does that game not run in 4K or something crazy like that? It doesn't run at 60 right now. Yeah. Uh, so who knows if it's that or maybe they're getting native 4K or something, but... At very least, it should cut the load times like fucking crazy. Yeah, and, I mean, and when it this, already when this... cut them a lot going from vanilla to royal, where yeah. I was like, whoa, how did I tolerate this? I'll, I'll, de I'll definitely play, because I, I bought that version at launch, and I'm like, I'll have time to play it someday. And then it <laughs> never did. But, but this update is a good excuse to do that, I guess. Yeah, yeah PS4 it, is also getting P3 Portal and Portable and uh, Persona 4 Golden. Yes. Right? Nice. And yeah, I, I hope they got the 60 because it, it was so disheartening going from previews of Persona 5 that were at 60 to the game being at 30. Yeah. yeah it's like, a, like that Crash trilogy did that same shit too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be nice if that Crash trilogy got some sort of next gen update, but no. 
That will never happen. Uh, now we get to the really important news. Do we cover Starfield first or the other thing first? Uh, I would cover the other thing. Okay. Yeah. Kojima announces cloud game, which could be real, says Bob. <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen like really weird cope about this. That, and not from like PlayStation fanboys, from Xbox fanboys who were like, no, he's just lying. It's going to be a normal game. He's not going to make a weird experimental cloud thing. He actually means the Death Stranding <laughs> mechanics and shit like that. And I'm like, why would you think that? This is Kojima. Of course it's going to be some weird cloud game. It's going to be chapter three of MGS5. That's really bizarre that they're having this thing. Because uh, I, I, I'm listening to Jeff Gerstmann on the Jeff Gerstmann show. Uh-huh. <laughs> great, great name. Stick with mm-hmm. it. Um. And he's talking about, yeah, I expected to be like Death Stranding, but have more online mechanics. And I'm like, that's really weird. Why would he say that? So to come here and then hear Feel saying crazy Xbox fans expect that, I'm like, okay, I could see how crazy Xbox fans would get there, right? Right. Where they're they just need to like, jump through every hoop imaginable. <laughs> and and Gersman is extremely irritated by Sony ponies who are Kojima fans who feel betrayed and get angry that there's an Xbox game. Uh-huh. Um like he really went off on that during that podcast. That's like really, really. Um, I, I kind of see where they're coming from because it sound, it feels like Sony helped them him make that in, that studio, right? So I get it, but it's, of course that's not a healthy way to think. Yeah, right? It's still yeah, tribalism nonsense. Yeah, uh, I mean, th- the only rational reason to get upset is that you won't have access to this if you don't buy an Xbox. Um, here's the thing. That implies this will be good. And the details we know so far is that it's a cloud game. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it sounds like if it's a cloud game, you don't even need an Xbox. You can I do mean, that techni- whatever can do the Xbox lap. That's true. Just buy a Samsung TV. Yeah. Just buy a whole fucking TV. Okay. Um, I was like, isn't there a PC beta for that at least? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like I don't like streaming, so I didn't look into what all can do it. But a last gen Xbox could even stream it, right? Yeah, no. This... Um, but yeah, I was I was just gonna say like what I expect, knowing Kojima and knowing the direction his games have turned over time, mm-hmm. having just made the chronological order Metal Gear Solid month games list. We start with five origin stories. Anyways, seeing that person's career, you can pretty clearly know, especially with all the things they've said ever, of like, I would like to make a game where when you die, it deletes the game and you have to rebuy it in order to play it ever again. <laughs> yeah, he is also the one who wanted to be able to email you. Yes. <laughs> uh, there is, of course, going to be a very quirky game behind this. Mm-hmm. That's the mm. only reason you make it cloud-based. It's not like because like to some extent you can consider what Death Stranding already does is technically in the cloud. It is technically done on a server. Yes. It is technically what would qualify as that. But the benefit here is you could have a bunch of localized hardware that you stream the game from that could do really crazy stuff. You know, the stuff Stadia was talking about mm-hmm. of a hundred people in a match or way more because all of the hardware is local and you don't have the internet uh, buffer when it comes to all sorts of game mechanics. That would be what I would expect. Not 
here's Death Stranding 2. Right. Not here's a third person horror shooter. I feel like he's going to take something and make it make something really unique there. And hopefully it's good. And yeah. Hopefully it's great. I was hoping that he would show us what it was at all. I assume the Kojima we're getting this time is Ambition Kojima cross Boktai Kojima. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. I, I People need to calm the fuck down. There's a chance they'll look at this once it's actually shown and be like, oh, this fucking sucks. Why was I upset? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, let's move on from that, though. I turned to Bob the other day. We're both tired. Summer Games Fest is beating the hell out of us. And as we're mostly quietly riding over to his house in the morning, I go, if you told me six years ago that the number one point of comparison for the next giant Bethesda game was No Man's Sky and that they should be concerned at all... (laughs) I would have told you, fuck you, get out of my house. Where's my gun? (laughs) You own a gun? And yet, no. (laughs) Uh, And yet, here we are. They show off Starfield. And it really is a Bethesda game. And it really is in space. And it really does make me look at it and go, I'm starting to think about No Man's Sky, but it's not that big of a deal. Until they go, there are thousands of planets. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I feel like I don't trust Bethesda to make really compelling thousands of planets or really interesting biomes for that many. Yeah, I think it was 8,000. 8,000. I thought there was an S at the end of thousand, but... Yeah, and and in that, um, in that, like, interview thing they said some of this shit will be procedurally generated that it has to be right of course when you're doing a thousand uh they i want to sit here and be like well the the thing that makes it distinctly different from no man's sky is that they're making a a normal ass game Mm -hmm. it's just an ambitious thing like you know you would expect a mass effect or something else like big fallout Skyrim. There'll be a story. Right. Yeah. And 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 so I have weird expectations of what like good gameplay in this setting would be for that. And then they show Bethesda shooting. <laughs> and the yeah. the cool gameplay segment is you follow this blatant nature trail down from the what appears to be a predetermined landing point, but according to them. They said, what was the phrasing? You could land anywhere or something? They implied that they or implied said that? implied that. That's, that doesn't make sense with this nature. So you get on the nature trail, and then you see the animals that are at the side of the nature trail, and they do the canned E3 moment of, I look at you cutely, and then move along. And then you walk all the way down this, and you get to a weird, bland warehouse with five guys seemingly randomly placed in it who just look <laughs> at you go, and shoot at you. And then you yep. Bethesda game shoot back at them. And I'm like... Oh, now for the completely different perspective, hopefully, hey, feel what neurons fired in your brain during this presentation? Uh, well, nothing in this presentation. But I got really excited when they anu- when they announced later that the protagonist wouldn't have a voice. Yeah, it's really good that that is the thing that gets people excited for this game. 
because it, it, it's tied to so many horrible things in Fallout 4. Yeah. That I'm like, now I can have any faith you're walking any of this back. And it's like, yeah, this, this all looks the, the spaceship stuff fire neurons because that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but the other stuff, the other stuff is like mostly stuff that the Outer Worlds did, which I already played. So this is like a bigger and nicer because the Outer Worlds is kind of a budget title. Not budget, but it's obviously not on the scale of a Bethesda game. Right. But but the ship stuff was new and, and going, oh, oh, thank God. And a lot of people have told me, no, they fixed tons of shit that everybody hated in Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. And I'm like, it's not in a game I'll ever play. So I, I couldn't know. How could I have yeah. known? Yeah, of course. A, a, a game that I not only will I not play it requires you to play like 60 hours of bad content to get to the fixed stuff. Yep. It's an online game? It's, it's, a, it's a survival horror. It's a survival craft a persistent world shit with a campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the ship stuff was the coolest stuff. Um, oh, yeah. They even showed customizing the ship. I was like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. They showed building your shelters, your your <laughs> your bases, your frontiers. It makes way more sense here than it did in Fallout Four. Yeah, it fucking does. Like, obviously, I would like a place to sleep on this planet if I'm going to keep going there. Yeah. I'm still just really concerned. This game is like based on what we saw. I'm really concerned about what is behind the curtain. Like, if that's how it looks when it's presented, really well. Uh huh. I'm really worried. So, but uh, yeah. outer space looked cool. KZ, did you have thoughts? Uh, one, I, I was actually shocked they had any level of space combat at all. That that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Uh, I felt the same way when I played that Guardians of the Galaxy game, where I'm like, oh, you're, I'm moving this ship and shooting things. This is this is a little nuts. Um, they showed like the different factions and stuff that you're gonna meet, and and I realized that I, I am I I would like another one of those types of. RPGs because despite the outer worlds also having it, I feel like this one won't uh try to do a stand-up special at me like 60% of the time when I'm talking to the people. <laughs> so so that'll be a nice, nice mix. Uh I'm not gonna get the the prime like New Vegas experience, I imagine, of investing in stealth so that I can crouch down and while someone's directly looking at me and they're like, they can't see you. You can now pick their lock. <laughs> like I'm not expecting that but i'm excited to like explore and see what the story is um uh they can't write anything worse than fallout 4 because i keep thinking about it like every two months yeah uh, <laughs> like i have tweeted about that shit and i'm like yeah man this sucks fallout 4 yeah is so bad. I, I have intermittently thought about kellogg that fucking character in fallout 4 like every month and a lot of people were like feel they do explain it it's eight contrivances piled onto each other and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Uh, so something that some people pointed out after this after this breakdown was like, a lot of people were like, "Wow, that that looked really polished for a Bethesda game." And somebody pointed out, a lot of those NPCs and city tracking shots uh, had their heads on backwards. Oh, come on! <laughs> oh my god! Like when, like when they showed the city at like a distance and like NPCs walking around, some of them had their heads on backwards. That's you unreal. gotta be kidding me. This is Mass Effect Andromeda's backwards gun only magnified a thousand. That's amazing. <laughs> well, that's it for the Xbox showcase. Um, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. 
it was it, it was a mildly bright star in a week of terrible tragedies where we gave out six F's each. Yeah. Different conferences. It was not a good E3. No. I was feeling generous on my F's. Mm. Uh, let's go to KZ for news. KZ. All right, first up, uh, this dropped, I believe, in the future game show or something like that. Deadly Premonition 2 escapes the Switch and is out now on PC. Um, my, my friend Alto immediately bought it and played it because they love Deadly Premonition and said, the frame rate runs great, but when you get on the skateboard, you get to places too fast so the game has to load. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I assume Malta's playing it off of a CD-ROM. <laughs> That's the only reason that should happen in 2022. I don't know. I think I think they're just quirky over there when they made this game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's it for that uh, piece of news. We got Star Ocean 6 news that may, in fact, be coming in late June. They, they said this uh, at the very end of last month. And then this week, it got raided right in Taiwan. So they, they may, in fact, drop a release date for Star Ocean 6 because uh, it, it was slated for this year when they showed it last year. Cool. Yeah, that could be good. Uh, do people think this is the internal bar of quality or the third-party bar of quality for Square? I feel like if they're... <laughs> middle. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I think middle because I don't think they'd even bother to do this if they were going to drop some shit that was just like... Rancid. Yeah. Rancid. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's absolutely the middle, the middle bar. I, I assume it will be fine on PS5 and terrible yes. on PS4. It's like the poor people that play Tales of Zestiria on PS3. And uh, I got one other piece of news, and that was the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream that happened at the exact same time as the Dragon's Dogma one, and we're both almost the exact same length. That's so absurd. <laughs> yeah, what is wrong with them? It's already bad enough that they're doing these mini events outside of the, the show that just finished happening. Why are they at the same exact time? It is really bizarre that we didn't get these in any of the other days. Yeah, that Capcom happened. Had, had a perfect slot for it. Yeah, Capcom definitely should have announced that at the Capcom showcase because Dragon's Dogma is not a huge fandom. No. I don't know what, what they were thinking there. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. if the F Final Fantasy VII stuff showed up at um, the Summer Game Fest itself, it would have been the, the show. Yeah, no, I think that that would have been a really hype moment for a Jack Healy show. Yeah. Like, th that would boost that thing up a lot. I think they would both help each other personally, but... Yeah. But yeah, they, they, they both decided to do anniversary streams two days... Yeah, it's like it's so close to the That's anniversary. Great. Like, it doesn't matter if it's the exact day or not. Like, no, it's, it's, it's wait, there's no way those two have the same. No, yeah. no, no, no way. That's, yeah, they just, they just wanted to ended up. Yeah, they the wanted to do their own separate, separate thing. It, 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 it is really the, the, the there being this Square Enix thing did is kind of weird to me because I'm kind of surprised they just didn't stick that stuff in like that Sony Direct that was two weeks ago. Yeah, that, right. that would have blown everybody's dick off. I right. thought, honestly, up until now, I assumed the reason we hadn't heard more is because Sony had a stranglehold on the marketing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Man, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I liked what I saw, and I don't care that deeply about the positioning of it, really. It's like how the Kingdom Hearts anniversary event just happened, like, in April. 
Yeah, yeah. Spear Enix, all those Spear Enix does seem to like actually do, revealing things on anniversaries on like every other company in the entire <laughs> yeah I, yeah it's like the most anti-hype thing to me like I, if if that stuff showed up in something it'd be way more exciting than just oh this dropped like, yeah, it doesn't, I'm, I'm it, doesn't with, put, it doesn't hit yeah like i'm with you it, it because i think of like 2015 when they announced seven remake uh, right on, and it, yeah, yeah. Like, that was the year of dreams and stuff but i'm not yeah super broken up that they're like we're just gonna do our own thing um, yeah but we, we we got we got the news they first opened up on the thing that appeared on the steam store uh five minutes before the stream started final <laughs> fantasy 7 <VII, laughs> remake intergrade escapes epic games is coming to steam uh i guess in what, four hours or 12 hours from now wait, something like that. wait was yeah. it just was it was on some one of the was it the pc game show stream where we talked about this very thing is like did that yeah. shit ever get off epic Right. Nope. Yeah, we and, literally and, and talked about that. Then. We were close. Uh, they also <laughs> talked up immediately afterward. Like Atasi's like, "Do you know about the Steam Deck? We're, we're making it also for the Steam Deck. Like we're you making know, sure it works for it." I'd like to believe that's a playable version, but I know what verify for Steam Deck means. That thing probably <laughs> runs at ten frames a second. They're like, "It's verified." It I also know crash. how the Epic uh, port of this went, where it was uh, <laughs> oh, a God, very yeah. uneven compared to Kingdom Hearts 3's uh, Epic port. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Uh, next up, we got Final Fantasy. Uh, actually, we got various figures and other merch. So they just <laughs> show Play Arts Kai figures, weird bangles with materia in them, all that kind of stuff that you expect from a, a Japanese anniversary event. Yeah. Yeah. They burned through that pretty quickly, then moved on to Final Fantasy VII First Soldier. That's the Battle Royale on mobile. Uh, getting a season three trailer, going to be showing off the machinist style, a new map which is above the plate, uh, new materia, and they showed a face-off between like a robot and a dude on a hoverboard that shot rockets out of the front and started blowing <laughs> blowing shit up on a highway. That that looked neat, but it's on mobile, so I, yeah. my interest is very low. Even Pointy can't pierce my brain enough. I, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, do I even do the check? Do I go, is this playable on MacBook? <laughs> right. You've given up. It's over. I'm going to do it live. One moment. <laughs> okay. You can move on. Oh, okay. Next up, we got to see Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which people didn't see that before. It's their mobile game with gotcha elements uh, that seeks to recreate every piece of Final Fantasy VII media in game form. Uh, they showed snippets from original FF7, uh, Crisis Core, Gact was spotted, uh, various stuff like that. Uh, they're doing a closed beta later this year for both iOS and Android. Uh, and that's basically it for that. Like it showed like static backgrounds and like gameplay of running around, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is like accurate for uh for like that old PlayStation one look but with like higher fidelity models and stuff for combat yeah it has an interesting looking style yes yeah, uh, yeah characters have different costumes so they like showed cloud doing cross slash in like bushido gear and stuff stuff like that Aerith had a princess costume so i can see how they're going to be able to like monetize that as expected no that is not playable on the mac but no, no one wants to <laughs> that's unfortunate it. It's okay, um, it's a battle royale. You probably don't want to play it anyway. Uh, on mm -hmm. a controller on a proper screen, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. 
this next one I was hearing murmurings about yesterday, but I didn't know how how likely it would be. And then we got to see it. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion announced. This is a like a, a, almost a remake of the PSP original coming to all it, major platforms this winter. Yeah, it's, it's clearly, have... clearly a fucking huge glow up. Like this is yeah, yeah, seemingly this is... using the seven remake engine. <laughs> uh, yeah, what they did was I, I've been looking at comparison shots where it's like a lot of the same animations, but they put in like higher FF7 remake looking models. Uh, seems like the, the voice cast of the current stuff is in. Yeah, which and, is weird because uh, they were keeping that stuff separate before. Huh. I guess I, I was yeah. just, they're dying. I remember it was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess they're just like, no, we're just entirely switching over, which uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Superman Sephiroth. I kind of like that one. And now we yeah. have other Superman Sephiroth. Oh, that's right. We do because of the CW. Yeah, they went from DC Animated Universe Superman to uh, CW one. But we got that fully voiced. Uh, the UI and environments are way, way different. Much higher rent. Uh, They're not just it. boxes decorated <laughs> as alleys and things. Yeah, we got our newly arranged uh, music, various skip features, improved character and camera it, control. The the bat the combat looks faithful, but certainly better than the original. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I all, hope all, there's ways to like a. Uh, they also gave it like a Kingdom Hearts type shortcut menu for your spells that is, and that stuff. That was huge. Very helpful. Because mm -hmm. before the combat in that was you had like a bunch of uh, a sidebar with a bunch of different icons to do your various materia or other attacks. So having like a shortcut menu is going to actually make it a bit more fluid. I hope they do something to that to the random battle like frequency because I it, it was weird because I think they made it based on like spots on the map. And toward the end, it just felt a little too high for me. So I'm hoping that they uh, update that a little bit. It's coming out this winter. Uh, I'm pretty exciting. excited because that's one of the funniest games in that entire compilation. I have to wonder if they're going to use this as a chance to ch yet again change the how this ends. <laughs> so do you think you're 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 theorizing that it won't even be Crisis Cores? Right, because Crisis Core is already different from Final Fantasy VII. So yeah, what, I have to wonder. Try to, yeah, they're. I guess they wanted to link more into, you know, the, the remake project stuff. So I could right. see them I, right. making adjustments to keep that layered in. Maybe some I, special ending movie or something. Yeah, the special I ending movie is he's going to open is, a box is, and like 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo happens and all the guys yeah. come out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I assume what they'll do is they'll like, sh they'll be like, okay, here's because there's like Turks and stuff that aren't in Final Fantasy 7. Like yeah. there's characters. I assume yeah. like okay, the, 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 we're establishing them to show up in the second part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and and there might be some kind. I bet there'll be like a secret movie ending that ties into the end of remake part one. But I don't think they're going to change what happens in the end of that game because because it's, it's too iconic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing it look so close to what they're doing with remake from a visual standpoint but you know a couple of steps down made me go yeah this is you know stuff they consider like uh, important going forward I, I, i'm really gonna need them to redesign dr hollander <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna that's need how him to is. not look like this i'm gonna need him not to look like that but in 4k that will okay. cause a lot of problems if we have to deal with fucking sp Let's... spoony experiment dr hojo what's what's the issue <laughs> i don't see the problem 
he, it he's gets like more an, funny as it goes on. <laughs> he's like an evil super scientist who's like, Crisis Core is really <laughs> funny because it's like, well, we we, ha- we we have a role that would obviously be Hojo, but we can't have him be in it because he has to be in mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII. So uh, we'll make a new guy, and he's gonna he's gonna look like uh, he's gonna like look like he reviews bad movies on Channel Awesome. <laughs> it's really funny that he's he's just incredibly shitty, Hojo. I and, can't uh, believe you like Highlander too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, and, that uh, was, was so weird even back then just this guy yeah this guy let's I oh don't yeah know. yeah he, this guy is so funny his run cycle is hilarious I, i'm actually pretty torn with the announcement of this because i'm pretty hyped for the remake of crisis uh, core yeah but now i'm incredibly torn on wait which one do i play fuck that's fair he because i was see planning the on pl- i yeah i was planning on playing the original soon yeah just this, to know yeah and this may be like incredibly like hyper close aside from maybe some cutscene stuff they'll do near the end yeah like, this, the, like everything seems one-to-one basically that yeah, yeah even the lines they did like angel's talking to zach in this and it's the exact same lines that's crazy. I, so. I wonder if the CG parts will be like re-rendered versions or they'll fully re- remake those I, CGs. I there's see, a ton of CGs. They I did assume they'll do it them. in UE4. They did, a, they did adjust them because they show that CG scene of Zack fighting all of the Shinra soldiers and they they made his Buster Sword look like the one from Remake because the one in Advent Children and Crisis Core has like this gold trim to it. Okay. So they, so they, they're yeah. at least going back and changing stuff. They need I, to, uh, they need to make I that am, one fight scene so good that I'm assuming that, feels that fight, that fight scene on the June and Canon. If that shit, that shit look in like modern Square Enix fidelity is is gonna make me lose it. <laughs> it. It might be one of their best like fight scene things they've done. It's it's really good. I I'm really impressed by this just coming out of nowhere, honestly. Like a yeah. full remake of Crisis Core, I mm-hmm. would expect a larger announcement because it's 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 the end of this year. Yeah, it's it's winter of winter of this year. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Uh, and then they they of course close with their final announcement of the event. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has been announced. It is coming next winter, and it is a um, next gen only because of course. Uh, of course, this is part two of the confirmed uh, remake trilogy because of the end. Katase said, we're only, it's three games. Uh, They they showed some footage of Cloud and Sephiroth on like that that Nibelheim mission, which will likely start start this game. And they show like pretty big, pretty big areas. Like the, the compass is like, this thing's a thousand meters away. And that, that seems pretty pretty exciting uh, i'd like the text that said what is sephiroth planning yeah it was funny because it came after what sephiroth is planning <laughs> <laughs> i kind of lost it because it's like he's going to do this and get his birthright and they're like what is he doing and it's just like mm-hmm. i just i just fucking <laughs> <laughs> what is he cooking yeah. what he doing <laughs> yeah yeah what 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 is he gonna what's he gonna do what's real what's fake um does he know they- Yep. They, they apologize. <laughs> Will he say that, it? 
I, I really like that they apologized because people had to wait three years between part one and part two, which I love when people say that because that implies you want to get shit done fast. Uh, Namora said himself and a chunk of the staff are already working on stuff for part three, so. They're, they're cool. stepping on the gas. Thank you, Unreal Engine. I owe you my life. Yeah, this is the one where yeah. they really have to like reinvent everything because that first game is not a basis you can use for what Final Fantasy VII becomes after Midgar. Right. Really I'm isn't. so glad. I'm so glad that this is next gen only. I'm so glad we won't have to deal with any more fucking squeeze throughs. I sure hope so. <laughs> I hope I, they, I, they, they, no. there's no reason unless they just think those are good for some reason. But in, I, but in seven, they were very obviously. There are to, to hide loads. So many in seven. I think that they think that that part of them are good. No, I, I, considering I, that Dan broke the shit just by running. I don't think yeah. they think that. I think it's like, please, God, mercy. Yeah, because that city really struggled. That city is obviously the one that's like, uh, of course, that should be the that. breaking point. The, yeah, yeah. but I worry the other parts where it's like trying I, to be more seventh gen games. I, so I, for I me, feel like you can, I feel like you can do a couple of those. I'm like, I'm not going to cry at the screen if, oh no, five seconds gone as I slip through rubble. Like, what I, the mood to me. What I expect is a lot of walk and talk, not necessarily squeezers. Yeah, like because squeezers are I mean, literally what, the we only need thing to put, they showed us was walk and talk, <laughs> right? And the, like that, that gives them opportunities to have a lot of dialogue. Some mm -hmm. of them okay, yeah. Others not. I wasn't in love with the early one in Midgar as Cloud in Sephiroth's infecting your brain. Mm. Um, it was really slow in plotting. Uh, the other ones was perfectly fine with. Like those I, I were, just, I just don't want but, shit like you. You want to go to the the area where you do the quests for the kids from the orphanage. Go through a really long, obnoxious squeeze through every time you want to go to that area. That was the yeah. one map that was inconceivable in that game, where it's like, here's the town split by a squeeze through and i'm like what is this the berlin wall yes. <laughs> like so like like if it's a squeeze through as part of a set piece whatever right. but I, I i just i'm sure that there will not be repeated squeeze throughs that you have to transition through multiple times yeah that's what i expect i expect not to have a town map divided by a squeeze through <laughs> i expect maybe occasionally in big moments like oh there's like all this rubble mm -hmm. like crawls through that i expect mm -hmm. a lot of walk and talk because you know as you just said that is what we saw um and they do a lot of that in the first game but i am really interested i i'm gonna be honest i kind of expect this to be also similar to the first a hyper linear triple a experience and not open yeah that is the the worry I think they could still make a game, a good game while doing that. I think it will just be a very different game, of course, which it already is. Yeah, it's already. Yeah. 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 Something entirely different. I just. Yeah, I, I do wonder if I mean, fans were along for the ride for literally anything they did in the last one. So I guess they may be OK with them turning I mean, it into a hyperlinear game. Yeah, of course. I mean, the, we they, I mean, the, the, the foot, what little bit we saw has like a compass, like a Skyrim compass at the top. I'm pretty Which, sure the first game has the compass that lets you know where the shit is. It but it has, it but it has one like 1,000 meters. Yeah, that's like a decent amount of distance. And I'm sure they want to go wider with it. I'm sure it'll still be a focused linear experience. But Yeah, I, I assume it'll be scaled up and it'll be like, like that Nibelheim section. We'll be like, there's the town and then there's like a decent sized area around it. And that will be like around each town. 
Yeah, I'm not like, I'm not expecting massive open world, but I'm not expecting narrow corridors with grass on it. I'm, I expect it to be segmented like an MMO almost even, where it's like those are clearly different zones. They have town like they have like stuff in them, but it's it's not entirely seamless. I don't think it'll be entirely seamless. I think they'll do a better job of integrating a town hub thing and the rest of the game, which will help a lot because it is really weird that you get like these different towns throughout the game and they like the second you leave them, you're just you, you left them. The you, the plot continues forward. You're just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be the, the main hope of trying to some feel like more like you're playing a Final Fantasy game by going yeah. like going in and out of towns and doing as you please. Like any sort of free formness like that, and, instead of being so and when, locked yeah. in one direction, like, chapter, chapter, and like chapter. Think, right. And like thinking yeah. about Final Fantasy VII, a thing it does a lot is like there's a chunk of the world map with a town on it. Mm-hmm. Then you have to go through a linear dungeon to get to the next chunk of the world map with a town in it. Because you have that, you have you leave Midgar and you have uh what the hell is it? I don't I remember I don't remember the calm. town's name right outside. Yeah, calm. And then you have that area with the Chocobo farm and the Midgar Zolom and everything. Then you go through the mine. And yeah. then you're in a different chunk of the map where Junon and um and Fort the Phoenix Fort are. Then you go across the boat and you have a little chunk of the world map with Coast of the Soul, and you have to go through the uh the train the train tracks to get to the next chunk. So it's already kind of split up that way, and I could see them doing that again with this. Yeah. I'm I'm like the news today, I'm positive just because they're already working on part three. Uh-huh. Part yeah. two is coming out at the end of next year. That's that's good. That feels like confidence. That 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 helps me believe things yeah. going forward are <laughs> and good. It's, and it's not going to be on a. It's not going to obviously be shaking the hardware to pieces like like it, it shook was, the PS4 yeah. to pieces. And yeah. I played on the PS4 Pro. I can't imagine how it was for Dan. It was a fucking nightmare. I just me and Tifa <laughs> love staring at this fucking door. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I never I didn't really have the worry that they would even do the PS4 again because they did integrate and that's only PS5. That's that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, that's true. Yeah, I'm just I'm really. It's funny that they still haven't announced an Xbox version of the. Yeah, that's version. fucked up. That's like, hilarious. I, 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 I assume that I assume that Sony just went and says no. That's so much money. Yeah, that is clear, so much yeah, fuck you money. Yeah, clearly, just this. They threw money for this. Uh, as well as um 16 because that's also ps5 maybe maybe it's money we don't know like i think i even suggested this on a stream before they could have been like you go exclusive with us we give you access to our production pipeline Mm -hmm. and all those studios we have to make assets for you Mm -hmm. and that sony built insane infrastructure last gen so that could really be valuable right yeah Especially with they, the Con um, engine, yeah. Uh, they put out a lot of statements and stuff immediately after this announcement, and one of them said that they were really impressed at how their restructuring went a while back to where they're just getting everything done way faster than they ever have in terms of development. It, ju- it just really makes me nostalgic for the days of Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> You know, the, they just, it was great when they just decided that was the only Final Fantasy and all games were that. <laughs> so d- it's, it's blowing my mind that this, that this is that ninth gen uh-huh. could be another gen where we get like three mainline Final Fantasy games. Well, if you count seven remake, yeah. 
Yeah. Because well, yeah, I, I think we could see. They've already I think said we could see seventeen by the end too. I would hope. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. But yeah, even as they were doing the lead up to remake, they're like, "This is a mainline title. This is a massive AAA video game that we're making." Yeah. And they are somehow going to drop two of those within twelve months of each other next year, where it's like summer is um, FF sixteen. Then when the, within the next twelve months. Oh, that's what yeah. you mean. I was like, they didn't announce yeah, yeah. a date for Rebirth, did or for the one after <laughs> Rebirth, did they? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like no, if they, if they the got, that, yeah, it's 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 absurd. Where it's just like sometime in summer, sixteen comes out, and sometime before March, mm-hmm. Rebirth comes out. Yeah, that's. Really I'm excited. Great. I'm really excited. Uh, we had some news coming during that segment. We did. We did. <laughs> They're making a new Trigun in anime. Oh, that was uh, leaking a, like a week ago. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I really hope it's Maximum because, um, yeah, we never got that half of the story animated. Yeah, that yeah. Was, I don't, I, I don't actually stuff. know. I don't actually know the relation. I don't actually know exactly how it goes. I know that Maximum starts halfway through the first Trigun anime. Yeah, there's an entirely different ending to Trigun, the anime um in the manga like it's, it just ends in a completely different way that's absolutely nothing like the other and goes off but, in yeah. a wild direction yeah we're looking at a a 3d animation it's from orange yeah they did a uh, uh land of the lustrous and b stars okay at least uh, i watched land of the lustrous and that's pretty nice looking everything i've seen out of b stars seemed fine yeah, seemed good. Yeah, it stinks that it's not Madhouse again, just doing something incredible with 2D. But oh yeah, they, that they, is the they dream, better yeah. they better get Johnny Young Bosch again. I know that oh, last week when it leaked, Johnny was like, "I'm down for it." <laughs> it's <laughs> like hopefully they'll just look the, real the, bad. This if we is don't get him. this is this is one of those pass fail assignment things. Getting Johnny Young Bosch to be Vash the Stampede and letting me kick guys in Resident Evil 4. Those are both pass-fail scenarios. That's true. Yes. yes. God, but, uh, God, Madhouse is so good with so many things. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I've been wa- re- uh, watching through Kaiji, which is in fact done by Madhouse, so it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, you get to see him go all wobbly when uh, he gets owned. Uh, yes, I've never seen a main character cry as often as Kaiji does. Pretty good. Well, that's it for news. We're free. Nice. Yeah, that was Ooh. a short one. <laughs> yeah, three and a half hours. Yeah, three hours a... forty. Wow, that's sort of I expected. Where we covered a bunch of stuff for summer gaming. I did my psychotic breakdown of everything. I started everything getting next scared. <laughs> they they need to not do that the same week as the summer of gaming. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to play Resident Evil Two tomorrow. Resident Evil Two is like these warm. It's warm feeling for me. Mm-hmm. I love Get that. that I, I, I am so hyped to see all the other angles of it because I feel bad. I'm like, I didn't even play she was uh, Claire. Claire. Yeah. I almost called her Julia. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Tekken character, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, who is Beta Claire? Because I, I kept, I remember her name for a while and said, Are you talking about Rebecca? No. Because Rekka Chambers is like her own character. Yeah, right. there, was, there was a person in Beta oh, Resident Evil 2. I don't know. Oh, Eliza oh, yeah, Walker. Yeah, you. I forgot about Eliza Walker. You, you know, Dan, I completely forgot a piece of news. Uh. All that Resident Evil 8 DLC. Where they're, oh, God, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, oh, doing yeah. The thing, they're doing the thing with Rose Winters, like, entering inside the parasite 
and it's a third person thing. Are you becoming a, a yeah. third person game? Yeah. Mercenaries gets Heisenberg and uh, Lady Demetrasque and Chris Redfield. And then and also like, VR God. for people who want, for some reason, to see Resident Evil 8 in VR. Uh, yeah, VR 2, I think, is what they specifically said for that. And yep. uh, Reverse, and that's all dropping on, like, October something? Yeah, October something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah October something for uh, the Gold Edition. Yeah, that uh, third-person update is immense. I'm excited to play through the game again with that, because that changes yeah. everything. Yeah. Yep. That is a very different I'm, experience. I'm very interested in how they will present cutscenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like how they'll present, like bringing you into either the first person part again, or yeah. if they had to redo a shit ton of it, because they clearly had to do it for animation. So I'm really interested in that. And if you spin the camera, will it always like spin in the other direction so you don't see his face? Yeah, I bet. I bet that it goes the first person for things like watching your hand get cut off. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, a lot more impactful that way. What a we'll good, see. what a good scene. I'm so excited, dude. I. Man. Yeah, I I I loved Village, uh, despite it being a first person thing, which I even I don't think is ideal. <laughs> I felt like I won the lottery when they just showed him jumping around in the factory in third person. I yeah, I was talking to Dan the other day about man, it's weird that Resident Evil Eight has a werewolf on the cover and that didn't mean anything. Like, there's no werewolves that's even important in that game. Well, there's one. Yeah, there's just basic enemies. Yeah, there's just random enemies. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, yo, we got lichens. Yeah. But there you go. I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's everything now. But I saw people yeah. in chat, I went, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, we all forgot to write it down. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly, because I always felt Resident Evil 7 made sense in first person and Resident Evil 8, like the tone and the gameplay and so many things changed enough where I didn't feel like it made sense anymore. So for them to take it third person, I, that has done so much. Just add repair in, to that game in my esteem. Add in the features from either three so you can dodge or four so you can <laughs> kick guys in the face. Ethan Winters has had enough of you, you big booty bitch. This <laughs> <laughs> is fucking Matrix dodges. Yes. Uh, Why'd they change all of her moves? They're just hitting with her butt. That's so weird. Uh, they were getting ready for VR. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's super exciting. Uh, weirdly um, enough, what's up? Uh, I don't know if they showed any of this area in that trailer, but I feel like even in third person mode, when you go in that, when you go in the creepy house, they'll just force you into first person. Because I'm trying to fathom that section being third person mm-hmm. and having like any effect at all. I don't know. It's still scary sometimes in Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. I think that could still be really creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah in VR, I'm, like then you get your slider right. VR, I would if in VR, if I died in that section, I would cry. Yeah, the, you get the slider. You get third person, not as scary. First person, very scary. VR, way too scary. <laughs> Absolutely too much. Uh, but yeah, yeah, anyway. Uh, obviously, this only makes sense for the live people. Oh, I guess you could listen to this. It's supposed to go up the next day. Uh, we're doing Resident Evil 2, all the endings. I'm very excited for that. That's Ooh. like... That's on my list of Resident Evil things to chop down. Weirdly enough, I've never beaten three original. So as much as I love three remake, I'm told it's terrible and that I should play the original to see what we lost. (laughs) We have to go back. People say every time I say I enjoy three remake. So I am interested. Someday, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that, I don't really have anything to talk about other than I'm really glad the summer of gaming's over. I hope a car materializes. Yeah. Because this is this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, aside from that. That's it for us. Uh, KZ, what are you up to? If you're listening to this live, I'm going to be uh, tomorrow doing a stream where I play all through all of Ape Escape 1 because that uh, hit on PS5. And after that, I'm going to see who in my crew is still around and we're going to play the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Shredder's Revenge. Because apparently the online is very good and uh, has crossplay between at least Xbox and PC. Nice. So I'm, so I'm going to get a crew and check that out. As well, we're running a goal in which I uh, play both Toy Story games the following week, the SNES Nightmare Original, and the 3D platformer that is on PS5. I mean, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> the Buzz Lightyear movie is coming out tomorrow. I forgot that was coming out. I didn't know it was so close, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did not expect it that soon. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so um, I guess the, the timing ended up being all right. Quick question, because of comments I've heard somewhere, and I haven't gotten confirmation. Is that game Game Pass? Uh, yes, uh, TMNT okay. is Game Pass. So okay, somebody said it was the perfect Game Pass game, and Bile built up in the back of my throat. And one, no, it is not the perfect uh, Game Pass game. Uh, sixes are the perfect Game Pass game, based on the many games media people have told me. Yeah, that game yeah, looks it's just, it's incredible. Just... <laughs> It's it's so weird how it's like this game seems kind of bad and didn't perform well. Should have been on Game Pass. <laughs> but uh, that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excited for that. Uh, that's all I got planned in the near near future. Okay. Uh, Mister Feel. Uh, I might try to stream the Secret of Monkey Island at some point next week because <laughs> I want to do something small before awesome. I go on my before I go out of town. That's and, good. Uh, Fair. And I played that was my first PC game. Ooh. I, I had to go into fucking DOS and type the like the C slash run slash whatever to get it to come up. Mm-hmm. So uh and so I remember most of the most of the puzzles. So I'm very excited to uh hopefully get through that because because it's not very long when you know the solutions to the puzzles. I'll also try the anniversary edition, which has the voice acting and the the graphics that I think are worse, and there's some way to use the old graphics with the voices if you do some bullshit. Maybe I'll look into how to do that, or maybe I'll just suffer through the uh, graphics that aren't as neat as the sprite work. Man, that's that's a good first PC game. Yeah, mine were uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Mega Man on DOS and Exargon, a game people look at me and go, What? What? What do you mean, Jill of the Jungle's a ripoff of that? Jill of the Jungle's the original thing. And I'm like, Shut up. No, no. God, I, I'm trying to remember if I can even think of my first PC game. One of them is Castle of Wind. Okay. But I can't remember what else. Okay. Well, I, I, I got myself way too late. I'm thinking uh, Heroes of Might and Magic 2 that I got from a Goodwill and various licensed small things like Stuart Little 2 on PC <laughs> and the McDonald's Treasure Planet game. Well, that's going to do it for Big Think this week. Uh, thank you for listening. And then Ooh, uh, I'm going to do a thing I yeah. forgot to do in prior episodes. Nice. No, I need, I need Act 2. Act 2, you motherfucker. I need Act 2. Oh.
wasn't good enough. I understand. No, Act One is the incorrect act for this. Thank you very much for watching this episode of Big Think Dimension. It was only possible thanks to your support over on patreon.com slash gvpodcast. Be sure to head over there to get lots of exclusive content and other things. Like the movie Isolation 119, a thing you should genuinely watch if you signed up for a Patreon, because damn, what the hell is that about? <laughs> That's patreon.com slash gvpodcast.